0: what's up everyone episode 219 today we are going to be talking about the best of 2023 so far it's been six months already so you know half point of the year yeah let's get started Welcome back to another episode of The Councilman. (laughs) This will be the 219th episode. Uh, Yeah, today we got Kelvin. And no Arik, no Tagu, But we do have a guest today. Uh, (laughs) uh, A returning guest. We have uh, Albert. Oh, yeah.
1: Hello, I'm
0: back. <laughs> returning
1: guest, huh? I've been demoted. Yeah, uh, no, you've been returning demoted to two guest now. <sighs> <Yep. laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm back. The the city today?
0: boy is back. Yeah. City
1: City Boy. I heard I heard there was a singing of Don't Stop
0: Believing at one point or something like that. I think that did happen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mr. Boobo or Naruto the Man screwed up. I forgot. <laughs> oh, the live chat, lovely as always. Uh, but
1: yeah, I'm back uh, to join Calvin on the show. He's been carrying it this past couple of uh, weeks. Last week on his own. Uh, but yeah, uh, should be back for good. I was on. I was on short vacation, as you all know. I was moving uh for some time there earlier in may june uh that's why i was absent i was back for a weekend and i went on vacation because my family was here they travel across the world uh to be with me so i didn't want to i want to spend as much time with them and i was traveling through new york and everything as well uh so i didn't have time to uh to join the live stream the recording of the show uh, but I was still pretty much involved uh, with everything backstage. so I know that in what was ha- what has been happening, so yeah, it's it's been it's been good. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice, nice vacation. We all we all need it. So you know, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Did you miss Did it. you miss me at all? No. I don't think I don't think anyone in the chat misses you. No one. No one. <laughs> well, damn. Damn. So so so
1: sad. So sad. Uh, well. No, no, i'm
0: Bob. <laughs> it's all right Bert. You, you you are you are i don't know something about you is in the hearts i guess maybe something about <laughs> me is in the hearts of is the listeners like... <laughs> i don't know if that's a good thing or not but anyway <laughs> what are we talking about today albert well today
1: we're talking about the best of 2023 so far uh we are halfway through the year uh, we've passed well halfway was the six month we passed the six month and technically we didn't start our show well we did but we didn't we did like draft and everything so we it was like a couple weeks into January where we officially start the routine of news and everything again so it feels like this is right around the same time the 15th right now about so, yeah. the same
0: time yeah there there are five Saturdays on <laughs> on yeah. July. Yeah. Yeah, so this is like at the nice middle point <laughs> <laughs> on the third week of July. Yeah. <laughs>
1: valid, valid. Okay. Uh but yeah, we're gonna talk about the best uh, of the year. I think we've seen different movies, so it should be interesting. We don't know we don't know what each other pick. What we're gonna do is gonna do a top ten show format, uh, we're gonna change turns, uh saying there, from our bottom to the top, uh, revealing what our 10, 9, 8 is. And we're going to talk about the movies that we've seen so far. And we haven't seen each other's list, so we don't know what's going to be in it. Uh, how is it going to be ranked? And again, I think we've seen different films, so this should be interesting to see if there's any surprises, any overlaps, whatnot. Uh, and at the very end, we'll talk about the worst that we've seen this year, as well as any TV shows and whatnot. So, yeah.
0: Don't note be- that we, me and Albert, we haven't watched a lot of TV shows or at all <laughs>
1: <laughs> i want to watch tv shows there is just there is so many good tv shows right now more than movies that i don't know where to start and like i will shout them out at the end i'm saving it but there i i've heard so many great tv shows that i just haven't started so, and i want to so maybe this this next couple of weeks i will probably start watching that again now that i'm fully settled in, in my new place um and you know just have some time to myself so yeah <clears throat>
0: All right, all right, all right. Uh I guess but of course before that we will do our usual weekly watches, you know, before you do it we go to the top ten. So mm-hmm. that's uh Albert I, I guess. Plug plug it in. Plug it in. Oh, that's right.
1: Uh so yeah, you can follow us in our all social media at Councilman Show on Twitter, Instagram, Ladderbox, and Threads. We're now in Threads, still don't know how to use it. It's very much Twitter, <laughs> There's no difference. But I don't know what the algorithm is in there, so I don't know how to reach people outside of people like Albert's you know, post.
0: You know, he he posted something and then no one liked it. He was he was sad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, I did all I did when I made threads like how do you do? I tried to be funny. Like so, how do you thread? And I guess it's like lame. So <laughs> <laughs> there there you go. I tried, but you know, uh, console and show everywhere. Find us there. Uh, and you can listen to us on the podcast uh, feed on audio after we go live. We go live every Saturday, ten thirty a.m. Eastern Time, and afterwards it will be converted to the audio podcast feed where you can listen everywhere in all podcast platform. So yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. I uh, guess that's that for the plugs. Now let's get to weekly watches.
1: Are you ready for the weekly council segment? Weekly Watchies, we've been watching TVs, movies, rating 1 to 5, maybe crying, could be boring, but laughing in theaters or at home because it's time to share everything that we watched this week, it is time for our show's Weekly Watchies.
0: Alright, Weekly Watchies, the part of the show where we talk about movies we watched this week, you know, share our thoughts on it, and you guys in the chat also share what you watch. You know, Um yeah, let's just get started with it, I guess. Albert, mm-hmm. you've been missing this past few weeks. Let's Have start I... with you. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, um, let's just start with the most recent watch that I watch here, and this might or might not make it to the top ten list, but it's a new re- it's a new release. Um, but I watched Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Uh, so Calvin, the other day I was we were texting back and forth saying planning for the show, and I was saying I want to watch Ast- Asteroid City. Remember that it was anderson yeah. film. I decided to watch Rise of the Beast instead because I was my brain was like my brain was like all right, let's watch Rise of the Beast and then let's watch Asteroid City back to back. It will be a fun double feature. Start with a not so good one and go with a better one, hopefully. The thing is, I haven't made the thumbnail at that point, nor have I made my list for top 10. So I took some time in, be- in between um uh, to work on it. And I end up it and it ended up being very late, so I didn't watch Asteroid City. So my plan to do double feature failed. So Ooh. I end my night with Transformers and beast. How was it? Which though? wasn't great. It is very boring. It's not it's not criminally awful like the, some of the later Michael Bay films, like *The Last Night* and *Age of Extinction*. But it's just very boring. I don't know how they made such a boring Transformers movie. Um, the action was the action was middling. It wasn't great. The story was bad. Uh, Anthony Ramos, who plays the lead in this one, uh, he's, he's you might know him from *Hamilton* or *In the Heights*. He's okay. I don't hate him. He can be a little annoying sometimes, but I don't hate him. You know what which character I kind of find annoying in this film? Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is really? such a douche in this film. He is a very... he He's very mean-spirited. And I don't like it. I mean, maybe this is how Optimus Prime is supposed to be. I never saw the cartoon. I don't know. The only thing about the cartoon that I know is that the movie that I watched, the Transformers the movie, the animated one... But he doesn't seem like a douche in that one. He seems closer to the Transformers that we know from the Michael Bay films. Um, and even in the Bumblebee film, the limited time we see Optimus, he still feels like sort of, what's the word for it? Um, kind of noble. In this one, he's just kind of tired with life and become very selfish. Uh, and I don't like that. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of it. Again, the action is very mid. The story is mid. I don't know. I guess this is what happens when you remove Haley Steinfeld from the franchise. Your franchise just becomes shit. Um, so, you know. There you go. Transformers, Rise of the Beast. Not huh, the best. I, th-
0: I, I thought people were saying that the action for Rise of the Beast was really, like, was...
1: I did not. I wasn't. I didn't like it. I. It's Who so generic, dude. It's so generic.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it's Transformers. You, don't, you know, it's yeah, it's a generic fight, but at least maybe the sequence is fun, you know. <laughs> Not for you though. It wasn't.
1: It wasn't right. even that fun, really, because like, also like the title. is called Rise of the Beast. The Beast never rose. They were already there to begin with. They were just they were chilling with people the whole time. They never rose to anything, so it's misleading. That's one. <laughs> um, also, you know what? Pete Davidson as Mirage. I did not find him annoying. Sometimes mm. I find him annoying in films. Um, but I I actually like his voice acting in this one. I think he did a good job. The voice acting that I find weird, even though I was excited to watch it because of this, Liza Koshi, the YouTuber, the former YouTuber and an actress, she voiced Is that Arcee. A
0: pink robot?
1: Yeah, she voiced Arcee, um, uh, the pink, pink humanoid looking Autobot. Oh,
0: yeah. At yeah.
1: first, I was like, okay, yeah, that's very Liza Koshi voice. And throughout the film, it's like her voice keep on changing and I was like what is going on like she keep on trying to do different voices or maybe it's just me but it, it across the film her voice keep on changing so that was like interesting observation at least on my end. Uh but yeah I mean it's it's okay I gave it a 3 out of 5. I did not did love give it. it. It's it's just plain boring, you know.
0: You don't mean you give it three, uh a oh, 3 out of 5. Yeah, never mind. I saw the the ratings (laughs) wrong. What did you saw, me? What did you saw? There was another guy, you know, that I followed named Joven, if you remember him. (laughs) His his profile picture and yours is kind of the same, and he had 3.5 on something else. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All right, all right. All right, so, again, 3 out of 5, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. Alright, um wait, wait, I have a... I don't, I don't know if they if you mind going to spoilers. Go ahead. I've been hearing a lot about something to do with G.I. Joe. What's up with that?
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> Arik, Arik talked about this when we were on the show when he watched this. Um okay. so spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um if you don't want skip like fifteen seconds at the end of the, at the end of the film anthony ramos character they meet a government agency saying like oh we know what you've been doing we, we want to work with your friends quote-unquote friends the autobots um and then he's like what a, uh welcome welcome to they give him a business card it's like welcome and in the business card it says gi joe that's it yeah
0: so they're hinting that they're going to hasbro over. cinematic universe yeah you know?
1: So, G.I. Joe, Transformers, My Little Pony, that's happening soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Rainbow Dash to beat Megatron. <laughs>
1: Megatron. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. So, I guess it's just that, huh? I, I thought, like, Snake Eyes appears or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, all no, right.
1: no, no. No, no, Snake Eyes.
0: So... Oh, let me just start with the movie that Albert did not end up watching, <laughs> <laughs> Asteroid City. Yeah, I end up watching that. I mean, you know, it's like—is it good? Again, is it good? It's good. I, I, it's good. Uh. This I'm not gonna go into spoilers. Even if I go to spoilers, I don't even know how like to really go about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's a Wes Anderson movie, so you get what you expect with the with the 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 performances, the um, camera uh-huh. works, all those uh-huh. stuff, you get what you expect. Um I you get yeah, you, you get what you expect on that one. The story itself, the plot, is Surprisingly, I'll, 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 you know, it's about processing grief, it seems like. Yeah. Okay. Which is, which, which kind of like, uh, caught me by surprise because I don't know, I wasn't expecting that (laughs) to be a, a Wes Anderson type movie kind of deal, but still though. Um, yeah, honestly, as I was watching it, at some point I did get a bit confused because. Asteroid City is it is is a play kind of deal. So there's within the so movie? we are following Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we are so we are following a play called Asteroid City that's within in the movie. And at some point, uh sometimes like after they they kind of like what you call that, separated by X like act okay. one act two mm-hmm. kind of deal and mm-hmm. in between they jump back to reality talking about the writer of the show and about his like a bit of his life I guess but that part is like it's not too long but yeah still uh I get kind of confused uh at that because the yeah because when they go into real life the actor that's in the the, the Characters that's in real life and in the play, I guess they're the same kind of deal, right? And so their emotions kind of um, connects with the character that they play and the one in real life. And I don't know. Uh, at some point, I get a bit confused. The ending was a bit cryptic, but uh, overall, though, I think it's I think it's fun movie. Uh, there, are, uh, some parts of it are kind of no. I was gonna say heavy, but it's not that heavy. I think mildly, hmm. mildly heavy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but then, but then they balance it out with a nice like humor here and there. But yeah, yeah you know, it style. works. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wes Anderson style type of deal. So honestly, it works. Uh, I agree with pretzel movies. As City is definitely better than French Dispatch. Yeah. Uh, okay. definitely better than French Dispatch, which is I mean, French Dispatch is not that good
1: it's honestly. it's mixed a lot of people don't it's like mixed. it a lot of people really like that i was one of that i was the one that i think it was one of his weaker works within West it's Anderson's one of his be.
0: weaker i agree yeah uh what else is there yeah the main the main character you're following what's his name Sch- schwartzman right schwartzman yeah you're following mm-hmm. him and then also i feel like the second supporting actress would be Scarlett johansson's character which I think she, hmm. she she portrays the character really well in that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah as you, as you expect you know, from Wes Anderson, the performances are just like yeah. any other Wes Anderson yeah. movie. <laughs> how's, how's, the, how's the music? Good? Whimsical as always? Oh, the music's always. great. Alexander. The music I'm, is great. I'm, I'm guessing, is it Whimsical. Alexander the
1: Splat that he composed? not too it? sure.
0: I'm not too sure on the composer, but it's yeah, as it usual. It's whimsical. I love the opening scene when they show like the the opening credits. I guess if that's a thing, you know, when they show like the name of the actors and stuff. Okay. Uh it's just cute. They the song is cute, and then they're following kind of like a, uh, uh kinda stop motion train. I guess along to go to asteroid city, which is kind of cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time they're in Asteroid City, I just love the colors. Uh, it's so vibrant. Uh, yeah, it's just so vibrant and like, yeah, it's just so vibrant. I just really like that the colors, uh, the the, and how they frame everything. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, and it seems like <laughs> a bit of out of context jokes here. It seems like Oppenheimer was next door when they are filming. <laughs> I I saw the
1: clip. I saw the meme going around. I saw the meme going around where this explosion. Yeah. But I don't know that's gonna be that's gonna be the Barbie and Oppenheimer next week when it's happening. Um, people yeah. Barbie it's just and, it's hmm. just, it's just
0: one city off from Asteroid City, where yeah, Oppenheimer yeah. is happening. <laughs>
1: Dude, can we? Barbenheimer is. Ha- we have one more week till Barbenheimer, week man. Till it's. I. I wanted to get a shirt, but at this point, it's too late to buy a shirt online to get it delivered before the day off. But I, there's like so many good shirt designs, like Barbenheimer. I survived Barbenheimer only in cinemas, July twenty first. Blah, blah, blah There's like so many great shirts <laughs> that I want to get, but I just I didn't have time.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so excited for it.
0: Uh, overall, though, asteroid city, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice score. By the way, I checked. It is Alexandre Desplat who composed it as much as his previous other work. Uh, It's interesting. This is 74% in Rotten Tomatoes. And I've never seen, I've never trust Google ratings because apparently there's there's Google ratings. Do you know that for movies? The Google ratings for this movie is two out of five. And I'm like, what the fuck? The the highest rating is a one stars. And I feel like this might be just spam or something because that doesn't sound right at all. (laughs) So yeah.
0: I feel like Wes Anderson movies and Wes Anderson in general, I guess, like, I feel like a lot of the general what public is, the is not really into his kind of movies, you know, I mean, it's not really the action type or anything either, right? <laughs> it's not really romance either, so what is it? <laughs>
1: but yeah. what is the genre that's listed in this? Comedy, romance, sci-fi.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. There's a bit of 3.
1: sci-fi. 3.7 on Letterboxd's average rating.
0: Right, something I forgot to mention. I like the aliens. <clears throat> when it There's aliens. Them. I mean, you saw the UFO in the trailer, didn't, didn't we?
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love how the aliens look. It's so goofy. <laughs> OK, I'm, I'm excited to see just the aliens on yeah. it then. Yeah. Uh, Definitely recommend watching Asteroid City.
1: Yeah, I will. It's on my draft. I drafted it, didn't I? I tried, didn't I try to it, trade it to you? Yeah, for I hate Bowie's the fact afraid. that it's good. <laughs> the one yeah, time I should Bowie's have afraid.
0: agreed to the trade, I didn't. <laughs> Bowie afraid is so much worse. I still have not. Than, I still than, have not
1: seen it. I still have not seen. You it. don't have to, bird. I will. I to. will.
0: Yeah. Um, I I give Bowie's afraid what like two out of five. I think. Yeah. <laughs> both, yeah. Uh,
1: I was about to say something about asteroid city. And I totally blank. Oh, um, what are your thoughts on this recent debate going? Well, not recent. It's been it's been a while, but we never. I never brought it up. What is it? I don't. I'm pretty sure it's a meme or a joke. But people are saying how there is no talent in Wes Anderson films because you know the, the TikTok trends where people are doing Wes Anderson stuff. Have you seen those? Oh my god! The fuck? And people, people I, are people are I, saying I, I, people are saying that oh, everyone can do Wes Anderson style. You just have to do this at the music. This and there's no talent in it. And I'm like, have you seen your TikToks? These look bad. There's nothing like Wes Anderson style. <laughs>
0: well, what are your thoughts I'm, in this I'm, debate? I'm, I'm go on this? Is Wes
1: Anderson talentless, I, I, or is he?
0: Not? I'm gonna go on around here about that thing. Like, okay, first of all, uh. Regarding what you said, no, it's, he's not talentless. <laughs> All right, people are just in over their heads, thinking, "Oh yeah, I can do the same thing." Like, bro, if that's the case, like, I can be Michael Bay. I can, I can three sixty shot someone around and make and add music to make it <laughs> epic. But that doesn't make me <laughs> uh, a director, right? Yeah, I'll, we made that Minecraft video thing and how I met the Tofus, as you have guys seen. We are not, <laughs> those, those are masterpieces and we are not, you know, mm. directors. Yeah. But what annoys me the most about this Wes Anderson TikTok trends, all right? It's at the first, on the first week, it's like, you know, it's fun. Oh, yeah, ha ha ha. It's kind of cute. And then people start getting into the trend. And oh my goodness. Like 90% of people that do this trends do not. Know or understand what no, Wes Anderson horrendous. style is? They just do whatever the the frick they want, you know, and add that music in there. I'm like, oh my god, stop, please! Yeah. And then yeah. the and then the businesses start getting into it, you know, to to follow the trend. And oh, it's not even close, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not. It's, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad.
0: That whole trend really pisses me off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't don't get me wrong. Some of them are actually good. I like some of them. Yeah, some of most them are of, good. Most, most of them are pretty much. They all they did is add the music, and they change the filter. I don't know if it's sepia tone or something to match the yeah. Wes Anderson filter, and that's it. Yeah. No, it's like not even symmetrical. Not even. St-
0: Yeah, it's like... That's what I meant, right? They're not even trying to make it symmetrical. They're not trying to do the whole, like, you know, if they pan something. You know how Wes Anderson always does it in, like, 90 degrees? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they don't even do that. So I'm like, I'm sure that people that do those trends wrong, they they either... They don't know. They don't know who Wes Anderson is. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I am sure of that. Pretty Uh, much. Yeah. I like some. I like some of those TikToks though. The one that's actually good, doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much that trend over, I guess, with the freaking TikTok trend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Albert. Uh, let's get back to you. Okay.
1: So let's see. What else did I watch? That is. Oh yeah, I watched a new release, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Um man so long the title you know what i'll say this it's a good movie i'll tell you right now it's in my list for top 10 so i'm not gonna say much except for it's a good movie so you don't kelvin oh, i guess you can save the title for when we when i brought it up Two later uh, well but yeah i'm gonna talk about something else now because i'm not gonna i don't want to talk about it twice um right. so it's it's a, it's a good <laughs> film check it out uh, the other film that i watch Hmm. Which one should I talk about? I've yeah, I haven't been here for a while, but I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with this past week. Um I rewatch, and this is I mainly want to bring up this film just to shame you again, Kelf. I rewatch No (laughs) (laughs) Um I rewatch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. For the, first, okay. for, not for the first time, but I watched it with my sister for the first time. She's never seen it. And now she's going through the, she's, she's, I last I chat with her, she is starting Order of the Phoenix as the fifth one. So she's now checking it out. She's, she really likes what she's seeing. So you know, Calf, now you got to get on yeah. it. Come on. You don't want to get beat by my sister.
0: How oh, do you write sorceress? <laughs> sorcerer sorcerer
1: apost- apostrophe S, stone.
0: Oh, it's double S. OK.
1: But yeah, so even, All right, even Calvin 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 <laughs> watch out the Harry Potter films. My sister beat him to it. So, you know, you got to now you got to get on it, Calvin. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a it's a good film. It's 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 Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone. What do you want me to say? It's I my fa- I it's so much fun to watch just the joy of this film. But my favorite thing really and I've done this twice, first with uh Second time around, again, this with my sister, watching Watching her watch it for the first time, something that I love. Yeah. I did it with my roommate in college once, uh, Kenneth. I watched through all the Harry Potter series with him. And I, I wish I get the chance to watch all the Harry Potter series with my sister, but I mean, she's she's back in Australia now, so she's going to watch it on her own. But I I really love introducing this series more than anything else, more than the MCU, more than anything else. We're introducing this series to someone new. Because you grow up with the characters and the world building. It's so immersive. It's just so much fun to see them like fall in love with it. And like, oh, wow, learning all the mysteries, the darkness, the whimsical, the fantastical nature. So that's, that's again, I've done this twice. That's one of my favorite feelings in the world, just introducing and watching it with someone for the first time. So, yeah, I recommend if you know someone who hasn't seen Harry Potter, watch it with them. Maybe they'll like it and it will, uh, at least to me, it brings me joy. So there you go.
0: Is this your favorite Harry Potter movie? No, it's
1: not. It's not my favorite. Yeah. It's somewhere in the middle. Oh okay. My favorite is Prisoner of Azkaban and then Deathly Hallows Part Two. So yeah.
0: All right, all right. I mean, still love. So when are, like... when are you gonna watch? When are you gonna watch it? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Harry Potter. Uh. I'm... I don't know. Just the whole idea of it has never really hooked me. <laughs> Maybe I just need to give it a chance, but I'm too lazy. There are like eight movies, right? <laughs> there there are eight is movies, eight right? movies. There is eight movies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, one day. Because the thing is, once I start a, start a franchise, I kind of want to watch it all of them in like quickly as possible or something like that then you should
1: it's a good it's a good series to watch
0: yeah but the thing is I need to find like I need to think that I have the time like to 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 watch all those eight movies
1: just do it just (laughs) do it just pull the bandage off and you did it for Hellraiser for God's sake yeah but that's a different thing (laughs) how what is more I'm pretty sure the runtime adds up more
0: no, here's a, no, no, no. As in, like, Hellraiser is so bad that I can put just play it on my phone while I do something else kind of deal. You know, and just watch it like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, that's pretty bad. That Harry Potter, I can't do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant, Albert. <laughs> okay,
2: okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: why don't you watch it with Kelvin? I am in. I'm
0: down. I don't think he is. Uh... Well, maybe one day. <laughs> so people, everyone really wants me to watch Harry Potter, don't they? But guess what? I don't. And you know what? I watch instead. <laughs> this whole week. <laughs> what? People watching Asteroid City, right? I decided to watch the whole <laughs> Insidious franchise. <laughs> oh, okay. For, for the... Uh... For the Red Door, right? What? Yeah, uh, this time I watched them in chronological order. So, starting from Insidious Chapter Three, Insidious the Last Key, and then Insidious, and then oh, Insidious Chapter Two. They're prequels.
1: Yeah. I never realized they're prequels.
0: One, I've never seen it. Only Chapter Three and Last Key are prequels. Yeah, let me just talk about is it uh, the quickly. Is Last Key the
1: fourth one or fifth one?
0: Last Key is the fourth one. I always thought Last Key
1: yeah. was a fifth one for some reason. Okay, so so one, two, three, Last Key, and then Red Door. Okay.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> honestly, this whole franchise is pretty mid. You know, they're not <laughs> that good. <laughs> starting from insidious Chapter Three, all right? Uh, it's just it's a, just an all right movie. This is the th- this is the first time when um Elise and the the two boys Specs and Tucker. This is the first time they team up together. So that that's the origin of this of this trio. Yeah, okay. okay. It's starting from *Injustice* Chapter Three, where they want to beat I'm just gonna go full spoilers, by the way, on, on until the until into this chapter two, the the red door. I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, it's just that uh, they they beat the man who can't breathe. I think that's the name of the ghost. Um, pretty. Old. The eh. the man who can't breathe. Yeah, that's the name of the ghost. It's not the best name, honestly. It's just an it's just an old man, right? In a, I think if I'm remembering it correctly, he is in a like hospital gown, you know, where the, you can see the ass, kind of deal. Yeah, and then he has one of those respiration thing, you know, that you put on on a patient, and that's his weakness. Yeah, yeah. If you pull it out, okay. <laughs> and he wants to take over a body, you know, as usual. Yeah, that one is just okay. Uh, I give it a two out of five. Yeah, it's not the best. Uh, one thing uh, uh, that made me laugh when watching this is that the the girl I forgot the name. Let me check her name. The girl Stephanie Scott, yeah, she played Quinn Brenner. So in this movie, she wore a cast at one point because she got hit by a car, right? And when the <laughs> ghost, the man who can't breathe, possesses her, right? she... He, the demon wanted to break the cast off and he kicks the cast onto like the side of the bed. I can't, and I can't tell you, I've worn casts before when I <laughs> broke my left arm way back doesn't then. Work. That's not like that. It's not that it doesn't work like that, it can break if you hit it hard enough. But huh. the sound it made huh. that is not the sound of a cast hitting a hard wood would be like because I've accidentally hit my. The cast on something when I was younger, obviously. <laughs> okay. Like the the sound that it made in the movie is um you know one of those hollow like PVC tube kind of deal. Yeah. And then, like yeah that, that's kind of uh white. So when you hit it, there's like the sound of like. Tung, tung,
1: tung. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. <Go laughs> okay. On. That's the sound it made in this movie when it cracked <laughs> the sound no, cracked, no, like... when he, when she's kicking the cast onto the like the bed frame that's oh. the sound it made i'm like oh. that's not how, that's not the sound that's not the sound it should be <laughs> which kind of made me laugh and that's supposed to be like a serious scary scene <laughs> oh. yeah <laughs> so yeah not not the best uh sound effect on that one but anyway, that's it. Insidious Chapter Three. The main, the, the important part is the trio. It's, it's together now. Elise Tucker and Specs, and then Insidious: The Last Key. That's uh the fourth movie. We are, what you call that, exploring the history of Elise. Yeah, with her family, uh, how the house is haunted, how how her dad is, everything like that. This one is okay. I kind of like the design of the mon, of the demon with the one of the what is his name? Key fingers. He got the key fingers, I guess. It's pretty neat, I guess, the design, but he doesn't really do much, so I don't Yeah, he doesn't really show up much, so it's like eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one, nothing to talk about either. So that's like that's just a that's just a 2 out of 5 for me as well it's not that good yeah and then okay. from there that's when insidious one happened the first insidious yeah that one i give it a nice four out of five because i i really like the i i mean i've seen it so many quite a lot of times now i think the first insidious so some of the jump scares just doesn't work anymore but that part uh the jump scare in the diner table where the lipstick face demon show up behind josh that one still gets me, even though I know it's coming. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah, that one yeah, still gets it's a, me. It's a good
1: jump. It's a good jump scare.
0: It's a really good jump scare. Yeah. Um. Also, have that. Yeah. I mean, everything else. We know it's Insidious. The first one. It's 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 good. Yeah. I have a the history of me and in, in Insidious is that this is like the first movie that I watched uh to get me into horror again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, don't know if told, I don't know if I've told the story on life before, but back then, I don't like watching horror at all, right? And then at one point, when Insidious came out, a lot of people from my grade, from our school that time, from our class, says that, oh, Insidious is so scary. And then they say, oh, one of us walked out of the theater because it's too scary, right? Um, I'm like, I remember
1: people saying it for Conjuring 2. I don't remember Considious.
0: Conjuring 2?
1: Yeah, I remember people saying like really? I walked out of Conjuring 2.
0: Okay, I remember people saying it for Insidious that time, so maybe it happened twice. But still, though, I was because of that I did not believe. Like I'm like I'm I'm scared of ghosts and stuff like that and horror movies in general. But there is no way at any point that it'll, that it'll be too scary for me, <laughs> you know, to for someone to walk out. So I watched it, and you know, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't well, sleep for like you learned you I,
1: learned your lesson.
0: I couldn't sleep for a while, you know. It's like it's like one of those where as you're sleeping you look through like the cracks of the window and you're like, oh what if there's someone there? And and then you just can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. But yeah, that's Insidious, uh the first one. Nice, four out of five. And then Insidious chapter two. That one is just okay. Not really my uh, favorite, I guess. I think it's a huge mistake that they kill off Elise in Insidious one. Yeah, because I don't know Elise give, brings a good vibe, a good positive energy to throughout uh-huh. all this like ghostly encounters, right? Uh-huh. And I mean, she's the one with the whole. She's the one that understands the whole further thing, knows how to defeat demons and everything. So, I think killing her off in the Insidious one is quite a mistake because they try to replace her in Insidious two with um her friend that uses dice to talk with ghosts, which is like kind of dumb. <laughs> Out of all the mediums that he can choose, he chose dice. Very troublesome, you know. What is his name let me let me give it a quick check Carl that's his name uh he he yeah he wasn't the best he he did not um what you call that replace Elise well enough I think uh yeah but yeah insidious chapter two it's just all right three out of five I think yeah not much to talk about and mm-hmm. now jumping into the latest one <laughs> insidious the red door. Ah, yo. Is it bad? This this movie is ass. Okay. <laughs> this is the worst movie in the Insidious franchise. I, I give it a wow. one and a half star for this. Yeah, I give it one point five. For Yikes. like it's bad. It's bad. Alright. Um I don't know if I should go into details, but uh I'll just I talk about it, I guess. Um so is the red door, right? One thing that I hate about it right, because at the end of Incidence Chapter 2, um Josh and Dalton, they they their memory got erased about the whole further uh and about the whatever happened when in 2010, I guess. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. So they he got they got hypnotized to forget all about those. So what happened then in Insidious, The Red Door, they reco- They So half of the movie, they are rediscovering what the further is, which Dalton and Josh doesn't know, but we, the audience, we know no. mm. already. So they're just retelling the same information that we already know. So it's like, what is the point <laughs> of this? Uh-huh. You know, you get what I mean, Albert?
1: Yeah, no, I know.
0: <clears throat> yeah that's the one thing I, I i really hate about it um yeah and then i feel like ending it off in insidious chapter two is a nice ending because in this one <laughs> uh josh and Raina, the wife uh <clears throat> wrote, yeah they got divorced because like i don't know josh kind of starts losing his memory uh, he becomes distanced with the family, and then Dalton becomes a uh, gross resentment against him. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, the family drama stuff, I guess it's kind of... Well, I wouldn't say it's neat, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's a whole plotline about figuring out the death of of Josh, which is, like... It's really unimportant. They could have cut that out, and nothing would have changed. Oh, man. Yeah um one thing the lipstick face demon looks ugly yes he yeah he looks so damn ugly in the red door he is much much scarier in 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 the first insidious yeah (laughs) and not only that remember that the red door is supposed to be like the final movie or something like that Yeah. The dead demon has more screen time in Insidious 1 than in The Red Door. Really? Oh. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I thought I would have thought the one thing if I were to guess is that it would be more than this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they spent half the movie figuring out the further, Albert. <laughs> They're not going to meet the demon. <laughs> so yeah, that's the one thing that's really Annoys me. I thought this is the final movie. How are they not showing the demon at all? Mm. Uh, Or, like, at least very little of him. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. he puts more of a fight in the first Insidious than in the Red Door.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, get that. And also, the way they seal the Red Door is the most underwhelming thing I've ever seen. (laughs) <laughs> like oh yeah they're running away from demon right they're just running away demon is just kind of like jogging along i don't know he's slowest. he's slow af in this one and then they get to the door uh <sighs> basically dalton paints over the door to close it off it's dumb huh <laughs> fun it's dumb it's really dumb yeah uh that that i guess that's all i'm gonna say for for into red door there are more things i hate about it but the main issue are those yeah uh <laughs> so yeah, i give it a 1.5 on that one yeah all right that's into the red door i guess yeah all right uh okay. i guess okay. that's that for weekly watches or you want to do you, do you have? Quick um, I don't have. Saying?
1: I don't have anything else for weekly watches. I just want to do something quite fun here before we go to our main segment. Um, people are asking, "Where have I been?" Yes, I've, I was. I was in New York, um, and then Naruto Demand says photos, or it never happened. Um, and I just thought of something that could be quite fun, and this would be interesting. I was. It will be more fun when there is more people, but with I think it should be still work with you, Calvin. So instead of okay. showing you photos, because some of the photos that I took. Of the stuff itself wasn't great, but I want to show you locations of places that I visit in New York, and I want to see if you can name a movie. What was that? Whoopsies. I I will show you locations. So, this is only for the video watchers if you want to go over to the video. I'm going to show you locations, and I want to see if Kelvin can try to pinpoint a movie, and I'm going to give hints that take place in this location that I want to. When Harry met Sally. So let's uh, let's start with this one. <laughs> let's start with this one. Um, and I'll start off by saying, I'll give you one of the clue. Uh, an MCU movie. There's an MCU movie that takes place in this. Am I screen sharing? Yeah,
0: you are screen sharing.
1: There is a mo- There is an MCU movie that takes place in this park.
0: What the hell is this? This is the Washington Square Park. Oh, is that the time when? Um... Uh Doctor Strange and Spider-Man met in Infinity War when they're fighting the Hulk is fighting with that one arm. Yes, dude.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's that scene. It's well Iron Man oh. Doctor Strange, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sequence yeah. basically where uh uh Wong cut off Call Obsidian's hand and then Hulk cannot change. Hulk, I'm pretty sure Hulk cannot transform somewhere around here. And then like um Spider-Man captured the ha- capture call obsidian's like big hammer thingy in front of Iron Man somewhere here. Because they have the whole sequence here. But yeah, this is Washington Square Park. So nice. All okay. right.
0: all right, I recognize this from that arc thing. Yeah. I don't know whatever that is. Yeah. All
1: right. So this one, this is... Uh, where is it? This is not the
0: right spot. This is a shawarma place. <laughs> no, this is not a shawarma place. Um, there
1: is a very iconic... There we go. There is a very iconic New York City building. I don't know where there is scaffolding in there. Well, there was a bit of scaffolding when I was there too, but... There's this iconic building. Do you know what uh, What action film franchise have one of its... Yeah, there you go. The Continental, John Wick. Yeah. They're set in the <laughs> Flat iron, Flat iron building.
0: Um, yeah. so I'm surprised I know this one. I guess it's the shape of the building. Okay, this yeah.
1: one. <laughs> there is a very iconic scene in this restaurant.
0: What restaurant is that? I can't even see. It's called
1: Cat's, Delica- Cat's Delicassin. You can see in the left side there. Uh, no, I'm not gonna show the food. I'm just gonna show the location. There's a very iconic scene that takes place here. There is two movies that I can think of that takes place here.
0: Oh god damn! I thought it's Lin Manuel in that picture.
1: Go <laughs> down here. A white
0: T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is not Lin Manuel. But do you know what this is? Wow! You mentioned it earlier.
0: When having met Sally, I guess.
1: When Harry met Sally, there's the sign actually right here that says um this is oh, where neat. this this is where Sally this is what was the sign exactly saying it's like uh, this over. is where I have I have a picture of the sign. Let me just see if I can find it.
0: All right. This is like met
1: Harry. He, no, no, no. <laughs> it's it's like say it's like saying like this is where she had it or something. It's like I'll have what she's having. Um where is it if I can find. The picture. Give me one second. Okay, um, the picture says uh, where it. where Harry met Sally. Hope hope you have what she said. What she had. Enjoy, basically.
0: What does she have?
1: Did you remember the scene what? where she's? No, I don't. She had she had, she had the fake <laughs> orgasm. She was. She oh, that's orgasm. in this. Okay. Yes, that's in that scene. Uh, so yeah, that's iconic for that. Um, and also, at this film it's also in Enchanted. If you've seen Enchanted, um, they eat they eat there at one point. Um, okay. So yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, wh- one thing I want to say, I still remember the New York City episode, man. Where um, the one thing that I want to bring attention to uh, is that you guys mentioned how when Harry met Sally, there is no iconic New York City landmarks. I oh, mean, I don't know New York. Which is. Man. <laughs> i don't blame you, don't blame you. <laughs> but the the interesting thing is that a lot of a lot of new york city a lot of films set in new york takes place in iconic new york city landmarks harry matt sally did the opposite where a lot of new york city landmarks become iconic because of that movie including Kat, uh... sally, Kat, including several other parks where people are like oh this is the park where harry where harry and sally was walking i was like you're kidding <laughs> so yeah it's like iconic because of that um i see Yes. Uh there is another one that uh if I can find it, give me one second here. Okay um
0: actually you, just you know get what this well, ready while you're at Uh
1: while oh, I cannot show this picture because this picture have the have a picture of the movie.
0: Uh oh no. Okay.
1: Um, so this
0: did, did you go to all this location when you're there?
1: I, We're yes, I here? went, I went, I went through all these location yeah. All um, right.
0: Is it because you want to be like, oh, there's the part where they did this in the movie? <laughs> is, uh, that the, is that the whole motivation? Washington, Washington
1: Square Park was definitely, that was the motivation for Washington Square uh, okay. Park,
0: yes. Not Cat's Delicacy? That's, you don't want to orgasm there?
1: Cat's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Delicacy is just really, it's good. I've been there before, it's really good. The pastrami sandwich is incredible. My dad loves it. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's good food and it's iconic. So we went there again. Uh, okay. So this one, this is not the actual location because it's a, there are lots of, of these chains. Uh, Joe's Pizza is all over New York. Yeah. Uh, but this is the one that I go to. Do you know what comic book movie features this Joe's Pizza?
0: Oh, man. If it's New York comic book movies. probably Spider-Man. Which one? Sam Raimi's one. I'm guessing the first, second Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two.
1: Ding, ding, ding! You are right. It is where it's yeah, like uh, the the opening sequence where it's like uh, 28 minute or less. Joe's pizza, uh, and then yeah, he and he gets fired and everything.
0: <laughs> Joe so, got a question there. Is one of them TMNT manhole?
1: I did not find <laughs> that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. I did not. I did not find that. Okay, here's I'm here's the last. Over. Here's the last one. Um Iconic. This is in Central Park. There is that iconic fountain. There are so many films Smurf. Have that wasn't the one I was thinking. Of. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll I'll give you. Okay, let's do let's do several here. There is an iconic MCU scene that takes place here. Do you know which film?
0: Uh, on your left. No, that's in Washington. DC. No. oh, that's in Washington. What takes place in Central Park? Particularly, in, in
1: particularly in this sequence, they were wa- they were like, "It's it's over here, right around here." It's in the ending of a movie.
0: Is it Ant? End- no, not Ant Man. I was thinking of the one with Anna Anaconda.
1: No, it's Anaconda. They take place in San Francisco.
0: Is it what Naruto the man says? Avengers.
1: Yes, it is Avengers. It's the ah, ending sequence in okay. Avengers where. Um, they transport Loki bake back to Oscar. Oh, they all, they all okay, get around okay. here. Yeah, it's around here. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, if you've seen if you've seen the film uh sleeping with no, not sleeping with our people, friends with benefits. Friends with benefits starring Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. There is an iconic sequence in this, like this fountain staircase area. Uh and also I mean, enchant that there's a whole musical number in this whole park. So, yeah, it's iconic there. Okay, so, yeah, those are okay, just some okay. places that I visit. And I also walk past Very Empire nice. State Building. But it's a little underwhelming, to be honest, Empire State Building. Um, that's where King Kong you have to at. go. I thought you have to go up. I didn't go up. I didn't go up. It's oh, expensive. That's where you're doing
0: it wrong. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why. But
1: from the outside, it looks
0: underwhelming. You, you have to, Albert, you got to get the full... Empire State. It's so expensive, dude. Experience, you know, you got to climb at like King Kong.
1: <laughs> Although I got to say, for 4th of July, they did this thing where they light up the tower, blue, white, red, and it's mm-hmm. cool.
0: Do they always do that?
1: I don't know. This is the first time I went 4th of July, so.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of story time there. Story slash trivia time with Albert's trivia vacation. Trivia time. Game time. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anyway, now let's get into the main topic of this episode, which is the yeah be- the best and worst movies of 2023 so far. So yeah, let's just get started. I guess with the top ten movies of 2023. Yeah. Okay. Albert, you got your list ready?
1: Let me get it up because I was using my phone for the pictures just now. Okay, I have yeah, I have the top ten available.
0: All right, um, my okay. <laughs> Let's put out a disclaimer. You know, this is at half point of the year, so probably the list would change. At, you know, as the as the year goes by, so don't be too surprised. Hundred <laughs> <So, 100%. laughs> percent. Yeah, there is so
1: many. There is so many films that I haven't seen. I haven't even seen all. I I think Calvin has done a better job of like seeing all the films that been drafted that's been out. Because there is some yeah. films that I missed uh that i haven't seen so yeah anyway actually before
0: it. we get into this how how many movies how many 2023 movies have you watched so far how
1: many 2023 movies have i watched unless i'm missing something i've seen 23. um May, megan was listed at 2022 in letterbox i was like i don't know why so that's why i was missing it and then i added after the fact because it's 20, yeah. Right?
0: So, yeah so some movies were like that in 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 letterbox like so I unless think they I'm have kind of one, like two. a short release or something in yeah in exactly yeah
1: so unless I'm missing something like that again then I have seen 23 films for 2023
0: okay. I've seen how many movies is 39 movies of yeah, 2023. yeah all right uh anyway yeah so let's just let's get started on this one starting from number 10 Albert why don't you go first all right for number
1: 10. Uh, in my number ten spot, I have Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I
0: ha- okay, so you don't have
1: that movie in your list.
0: I have that movie, but oh, it's it's it, it's in the it's in the top five. <laughs> okay, so we'll so we'll save
1: it then. We will save. We'll save New it Dragons then. Honor yeah,
0: I guess we'll save it. So why don't you go to your number ten? Uh, my number ten is the tenth movie of a franchise. <laughs> Fast X? Fast X, yeah, it's Fast nice. X. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, Fast X, it's
1: just... A, do you have Fast X in your top number? It barely made the cut. It's number 11.
0: Oh, it's number 11. All right, it's in the, on the roll mentions. Yeah. I feel like I could have gone with something else, but I decided to go with this. It's just a dumb, fun movie. All the, like we've said before, the action is what the hell with that one, the plot. Is <laughs> it's insane, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all the cast that that, that appears on that one, it's the all star cast of the first of the first franchise, you know. So, yeah. I mean, overall, it's just a crazy movie. I I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, and so yeah, it made it to the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah, I I have it. It barely made the cut. It's number eleven. It's it's f9 i didn't love f9 f f9 because i didn't love it because i just i don't know i just don't love it f8 was kind of bonkers f7 was the last good one that i kind of like in the main saga and this one they managed to get all the craziness of the franchise yet it's still so much fun and i enjoy the shit out of it um but it just wasn't good enough to make the cut but it's still a lot of fun i was very pleasantly surprised because i wasn't looking forward to this film at all but I was pleasantly surprised with what I got. Again, performance by Momoa is great. Um, the all-star ensemble cast was fun. The twists and turns, the action is great. John Cena was good to see. So yeah, it's it's just a fun time. It's just a crazy. Uh, it's just a it's a crazy movie, man. I don't know what to say.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's why I made it the top ten for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's my number 10. Uh, Let's move on to your number 9. No?
1: My number 9, and if this is not legal, then let me know. uh, Because my number 9 is Suzume.
0: It came out this year for me. It came out this year for you. I know. I... Is this legal?
1: I will... I mean it's technically for me it is i mean we we had a reason why we don't put it in the draft because we know the ratings but for rankings i feel like they should be fine
0: sure you know what for now let's just let's just let's just allow it for now
1: okay (laughs) uh so suzume uh yeah i really like it makoto shinkai's latest film uh about Suzume a girl who how do you describe this film she's like she's she's a high schooler that met this mysterious person mysterious young man and then like the men have a mission to close portals to like the spirit world is that right and then she just got caught up in the whole mystery and the whole adventure of it so it's very fantasy driven it's very house moving castle-esque um and it's very beautiful animation-wise. I really liked it. Obviously, I've I, I I think your name is a better movie. I need to rewatch Weathering with You because I don't know if I like it better than this one or not. But this one was a lot of fun. It has great music, great again, great animation. Um, and yeah, I did watch, yeah I did watch it in English. I want to watch it in the in the Japanese dub, but I did watch it in English. Um, i think that's i think that's what happened Uh, but yeah it's it's really beautiful i really liked it one of the better animated movies of the year is it my favorite animated movie of the year i guess you have to find out but it's a it's a really good it's a
0: really really good animated film and i i adore it yeah uh i can agree i'm a i didn't i didn't have it on my list because that's last year but (laughs) yeah 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 but if I were to put Suzume in, Fast X probably wouldn't be there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but overall, yeah, Suzume is just a lot of fun. Uh, personally, I think it is better than Weathering. It's probably, I want to say my second favorite out of Makoto Shinkai's one. Yeah, Your Name is definitely still number one. I think Suzume is still number two for me. Yeah. Okay. I gotta uh, see.
1: I gotta see his works prior to Your Name because I haven't seen any of his work before Your Name.
0: Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they weren't internationally released, I feel like. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think, I, think, I, I think at least. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty much that, I guess. I don't have anything else to add. I pretty much already say everything about Tsuzume. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I'll move on to my number nine, which is a Florence Pugh movie. Uh, a good person. Oh, yeah. nice. It made, I mean, it made the list. It made the list, yeah. I think a good person. Uh, I mean, the performance in a good performance is just really good, right? Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. Uh, and yeah, the the whole the whole idea of dealing with grief, and this one is definitely a lot more heavy than in Asteroid City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, just a whole. The processing of uh dealing with grief and then the whole performance the the writing on a good person I think everything is done really well in this movie yeah I'm just the probably the reason why it's not too high for me is you know i'm not this is not really the type of movie that i and that i seek out i guess yeah so
1: what is this movie yeah. about again?
0: Um, Florence feels she's character, just being a good
1: person. Is that really? It's just really just a plot. She wants to be good. a good person. She
0: but wants to not. be a better person. oh okay, She okay. wasn't a good person. She wants to be better with the help gotcha. of Morgan Freeman, kind of. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, yeah, okay. just uh, following her along her progression from being a at one point like a painkiller addict. All the way to like you know actually a nice citizen. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, it, it's quite the sad and heartwarming story. A little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty much that. I guess that that's what I have for my number nine. Alright, uh, how about you, Albert? What's your number eight now?
1: Okay, my number eight. Uh, it's uh, it's the it's a sequel in a series. It's the fifth film in the Scream franchise. Not fifth, six, six. Yes, oh, sixth sorry. film in the Scream franchise. It's Scream Six, or artistically, just Scream. It just spells out Scream again, but Scream Six. Um, I really like this film. Again, this is a, the sequel. Back following Ghostface, still following the characters from the fifth, fifth film. Um, Jenna Ortega plays Stara Carpenter, Melissa Barrera plays Sam Carpenter, their sisters. After the events of the fifth film, they travel from Woodsboro to New York, where they're doing school and everything like that. They're working, they're in school with various new characters, new friends, also returning characters and friends from the previous movie. And yeah, the Ghostface decides to go to New York. And I mean, just like all yeah, like just like me, <laughs> that, yeah. Like right now, that, that, now that reminds me, we did that episode, because, and I wasn't in the episode because I was traveling to Charlotte. Um, but yeah, there was we did the New York episode because in honor of Scream. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like it's an interesting concept, right? Like, what if the mass killer follows you to the biggest city on Earth, and just the paranoia of like it could be anywhere because it's so crowded. It's insane how crowded Manhattan is, and it's like i mean new york is huge, but manhattan alone it's crazy crowded um and no one gives a shit of what you're doing you could literally be you could go shirtless and lay on the floor in the middle of Times square and people will walk around you no one gives a shit so that's really how the, it
0: is in real life too
1: there is so many sh- <laughs> there there's a lot of homeless people there's a lot of homeless people in new york oh, okay.
2: um
1: and there are like there are a lot of weird people in New York. <laughs> and no one gives a shit, man. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone there are either tourists or people who actually live there and work there. People who are tour- who live there and work there couldn't care less. They see this every day. People who are tourists are probably too afraid to interact. So they will just go around. Um, so it's like it's so crowded and so many things going on at the same time. So yeah, just the idea of it, the concept was fantastic. And I think the execution was also great. Um, With the plot reveal and the twist, I always like a good murder mystery. And that's something that Scream franchise always does well. Um, it's a murder mystery in a big city, still following characters that you love. It's not new characters, it's character returning characters. So you have attachment to them and everything like that. Uh, and what, again, my favorite thing about the Scream franchise is that they're always reinventing themselves. The first movie... It's a, it's a meta commentary on the slasher horror genre. The second movie, still add an additional layer to it. Third movie, even more meta. The fourth movie, they go, they that was in a time when horror movies are super gory. So they add on to that layer that they make it gory um, and a commentary to that. The fifth movie that came out last year, still insane to me that it came out last year. Uh, was a commentary of people uh, rebooting everything with the Halloween series rebooting, with everything doing a reboot, the same title, and that's what they did. And this one is the legacy sequel. Is the Star Wars, the last Jedi of all of it. It's the um, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is the Playground 2049. Is the legacy sequel taking what was there Adding to a sequel to it and making it a franchise, and that's what they did, and that's why I love the Scream franchise because they always reinvent themselves with what is going on in the world in the scope of like film. So I'm curious to see what's next, and this one was a lot of fun. So that's why it's my number eight. All right,
0: Scream, Scream Six is something. Uh, I need I I need to get into the Scream franchise. <laughs> Yeah, you will really like it. I know you do. I know, I know, I know. I have a feeling I would like it. Um, and you it with Ortega,
1: that... so something to look forward to.
0: That's true, but I do want to watch starting from the very first scream, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's still yeah. that's still the best one in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I I don't think are I don't think the scream are that connected, right? They just kind of have reference here and there to the previous movie. Is that right?
1: No. They are pretty no? connected oh, okay they're, they're, they're pretty, pretty connected. Strongly, oh, okay, mind, they're then. pretty strongly connected again because it's meta and they always mm-hmm. built upon everything that's been in there
0: all right no man i was wrong then well that means yeah. i do have to watch from the first scream yeah 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 yeah. because yeah. <laughs> at one point i did well wa- I, I did wanted to watch scream and then like 20 minutes in i had to go somewhere so that that i forgot that i had to go so it's like i had to stop and then i just too, got too lazy to continue it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something on my watch list. Uh, the the whole Scream franchise. All right, yeah, that's uh Albert's number eight, Scream six. Uh, now for my number eight, uh, I have Tetris. Yeah. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> I haven't seen this. Yeah, one. you haven't seen it, right? Yeah. This no, came out like mm, early. Very early, I think this year, around. Fir-
1: I don't think yeah. it was that. Was it that early? Was it early? I don't think it. It's
0: yeah. really early. I remember it being really.
1: It's the Terran, Terran Egerton Tetris biopic, right? For
0: Apple. Yeah. Yeah. For Apple. Oh, they don't say the 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 exact release date in letterbox. Never mind. I was gonna check that. <laughs> huh. But yeah, uh, my memory is a bit fuzzy on Tetris because uh, it's been like a couple of months since it's out, but i remember really enjoying the whole um i guess the whole history of that race because apparently it has a lot of action kyle kind of have a lot of action there's car chases there are <laughs> um there are like espionage happening you know business espionage about about so who 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 is lying here you know all all, all of those stuff the drama between the legal on the drama of who owns Tetris, I guess, and them wanting to buy Tetris out of. Because again, Tetris is made by a Russian dude. And mm-hmm. at that time, Russia and US is not exactly buddy-buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that that whole drama uh between uh, about acquiring Tetris is just a whole lot of fun. And then Taron Egerton is just, he's a great actor. You know. He uh he he did a great performance He's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um pretty much that I guess for Tetris. Again, a bit fuzzy on the details because it's been a while since it's out. <clears throat> yeah. I definitely recommend you guys to see it though, if you haven't. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will
1: I will check it out. I think it's in my I think it's in my watch list. Alright.
2: Yeah.
1: Um before we move on, there is one thing that I want to bring up before I forgot, because I don't think you've seen this movie, but there has been a lot of interesting biopics that came out this year, including Tetris. There is a, Did you know that there is a biopic for called Flaming Hot about the creation of the Flaming Hot Cheetos? I did so not that, know that. that.
0: I thought you were going to mention it, Blackberry.
1: I was going to mention <laughs> Blackberry. That was one I was going to mention, because I heard that one is really good. Have You haven't seen really? it, have you?
0: Okay. I haven't seen it. I, I have right, been it, wanting to.
1: Yeah, I now I want to because I heard that one is really good and people are saying that that's the best biopic of the year so far. Damn, so I'm interested right. to check it out. So, but yeah.
0: All right, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that that's biopic for Tetris. Tet. Uh, I don't. Know, I'm gonna share this, but <laughs> Tetris is the only game I have in my phone. <laughs> you have Tetris in your phone. I have Tetris in my phone, Albert. It's a lot of fun to play Tetris, all right, when you're just bored and waiting on someone. You just, it's endless, man. It just keeps going. Gotcha. You know? Get your gotcha. brains working with the, with the shapes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's my number eight. Now, Albert, what is your number seven?
1: All right. My number seven. This is another sequel. This is the third installment in the series. It is Creed Three. Hmm um Creed three starring michael b jordan and jonathan majors tessa thompson among many others uh, basically this directorial, directorial debut for michael b jordan returning as adonis creed um after being the world champion in the previous movie uh now you're just following his life um he have a kid well he have a kid in the previous one but his kid is um growing up now his daughter so he's dealing with family life family issues with his wife tessa thompson who plays, um, what is her name? What is her name? Uh, Bianca. So dealing with family life, juggling his professional boxing life with that. And then a mysterious person came into his life, returning to his life, a childhood friend of his, Damien, who had a very dark past with him, a childhood friend that, without going into too much to spoiler, but basically they, they had a falling out. They were good friends, but they had a falling out. And now he returned to his life. And he feels like that he owes him because of that falling out. So he gives him the opportunity. Um and it just didn't particularly go so well. And there's a rivalry, a brotherhood that is a toxic brotherhood um uh, that's going on in this boxing fight. But this film is one of the most it's very emotional. I think the brotherhood aspect of it, because it's someone, the person is fighting is a person that he cares for, that a person that is from his past that is very different from the other Creed films and Rocky films. So that's a very interesting dynamic that it's like there's an emotional turmoil. It's both a mental and a physical fight at the very end. Uh, so I like the dynamic. I think Jonathan Majors was fantastic in this, probably his best performance of the year uh michael b jordan is fantastic as always tessa thompson is great i really like his direction in this one i was worried again because he was doing a directorial debut if it's going to be good or not but he did a fantastic job with it with the story with the writing with the directing and i know i mentioned this before but the they he really was michael Jordan's jordan is a fan of anime and you can really tell in those action sequences especially in the last one The final fight, very anime driven, very anime inspired. Because you know how when people fight in anime, they're fighting intensely. There's slow motion. There's close up zooms of fighting, and in the middle of the fight, (sighs) flashback or like they go into like a mental headspace where everything turns white, and it's just those two. It's like all the. It's like it's just a focus like them in a weird white space. You know, like that they do that in anime, right? He literally does that in this in this uh, fight. Their final fight is like it's so cool because the crowd was going crazy and then like suddenly they just mentally focused it's the the background turns to calvin background right now like all pitch white nothing and then it's just those two in stage like fighting like emotional turmoil like anime style and it's it's awesome boxing is not supposed to be like that because if you do that in real life you'll have like you'll have damage everywhere. You'll have concussion. But in, in this film, it looks <laughs> awesome. So yeah, Creed three is my number seven.
0: All right, yeah. Creed, again, another franchise that I want to get into, but still hasn't. <laughs> I yeah. I know all the, the whole trilogy is great. It's highly rated, right, I think? One, the whole two, trilogy
1: is pretty highly rated, yeah. They have a better, they yeah, have a yeah. better track record than the Rocky franchise. Oh,
0: yeah do I have to watch Rocky to fully get Creed trilogy uh
1: see I watched the first Creed I watched it without ever watching any of the Rocky movies and it worked for me and it I mean it the Creed the first Creed movie become one of my favorite Creed movies of all become, become one of my favorite movies of all time after I watched the Rocky series but before mm-hmm. watching the Rocky series I still really really love the first one so I think you can watch the first one without, even though the emotional impact won't be as strong. The uh, second one you definitely need to watch at least at least Rocky Four. Cause the character are returning characters from Rocky Four. And in order to watch Rocky Four, you gotta watch Rocky One, Two, Three. So it's sort of that. But Creed Three, you don't really need to watch the Rocky movies. You just need to watch Creed One and Two.
0: Alright. So yeah. Alright. That's well, I guess I got now. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many Rocky movies are there? Four? Five?
1: Um, no, there is six Rocky movies.
0: Oh my God, that's the a lot. The first
1: one, first one is good. Second one, I like it. It's not the not a lot of people's favorite, but I like it. Three is three is fun. It's okay. Four is great. Um, five is awful, disgusting piece of Oof. crap. I like six, uh, and then three.
0: Okay. Alright, at least there's only one that's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One and two is least. like the two weaker ones.
1: No, not one and two. Uh five and two is weaker ones, but yeah. Overall mm, so pretty
0: good. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least, you know, th- there aren't a lot of stinkers, I guess. That's a good thing. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. There are worse yeah. franchise to watch.
0: Yeah, like Hellraiser. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, anyway, uh moving on to my number seven. I've got to say, this is controversial. <laughs> very controversial. Uh-oh. I have The Flash at my number 7.
1: Wow! <laughs> Whoa, I was not expecting that to make your top 10. I still haven't seen it, by the way. But wow.
0: It is a very controversial pick. I know. I know. But my bias towards Flash, my, my love for like, just the character itself, not necessarily the Ezra Miller one, I just really like the Flash, all right. And I think again that the Flash, outside of the CGI, that, that that's very questionable. Outside of that, I think it's a pretty fun movie. Yeah, I think it's a pretty fun movie. The the interaction between Barry, present, uh, no, not present, like future Barry. Well, is it past or present? I don't know. Basically, the interaction between the two berries—they're fun, uh, to follow. And then Michael Keaton is there; he's nice, even though some of his throwback lines is kind of out of place. But that's fine, you know. It's it's. I'm a fan, you know. Okay, service, okay. Me. give me give me that fan service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I don't mind. Supergirl, uh, in there, she's she, she's Kelly. great. Yeah, Sasha Kelly in there, she's great. Um. Yeah, I mean, the whole movie is just, I think, a lot of fun. It's not the worst as like some people have said. It's, it's really not that bad, I think. Yeah, the actions are fun to follow. I like the effect when... The only effect that I like is when Flash is running, which is, again, he still runs kind of in a goofy way he's like swimming through it <laughs> i've
1: uh, never heard anyone compare his running to swimming but that is true he's sort of
0: like yeah he's like swimming through it but then again it's like well i mean you I, wouldn't know how you would run i, wanna, I guess at want to i want
1: to i want to <laughs> see the behind the scenes of ezra miller just running
0: without no I effects
1: better, I, I better look stupid as hell
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen the the like Grand Gustin flash when he had the the behind the scenes before they added the effects? He's just there, twirling his arm, making a tornado. Oh, the, twirl- <laughs> the twirling his arm one I have seen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, seen. yeah. I don't think
1: I've seen him running. I don't think so.
0: I don't think I've seen the running one, but I've seen the arm twirling one. It's kind of funny. Uh yeah, I'm kind of. That'll be fun. <laughs> you know, in, in in, re- the in the
1: retrospect, I think the best depiction of live action running that we have seen, at least for me, in in theaters, in movies, Makari from Eternals. Her super speed is so cool compared to everything else. Now that I think, now that I yeah. think of it, like yeah, one is so awesome.
0: The thing, the thing is, my defense for that, the Flash, the way the Flash works is, his running, is different. Because he has a speed force type of deal, right? Well Makari just kind of runs. So I don't know, that that's my defense for the Flash with his goofy running. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the speed force is some sort of effect on that one. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's a controversial pick. (laughs) (laughs) That the Flash is number seven. But yeah. I got it. I I really I enjoy the movie a lot, right, Yeah
1: fair i don't know if it's still playing in theaters i missed it during a theatrical run because i didn't want to take my family to it because i because i heard mixed stuff and i didn't want to if i had to go to a movie with my family i want to watch especially since they're limited time in here i didn't want to bring them to a mid movie or a bad movie so i didn't end <laughs> up watching it um but yeah i gotta i gotta see it i don't know if it's still in theaters if not then i have to wait for digital so yeah
0: <clears throat> yeah i don't think it's in theaters anymore it's been quite a while i think
1: yeah. yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, all, all, there is the news recently that the film is coming out. I don't even know what that means. It's coming out in crypto or something. I'm so confused. Crypto.
0: Well, what? Not. No, free- not not, not, not crypto. Not crypto. No,
1: not not crypto. Um, the film, the Flash movie,
0: is uh, NFT. Oh, oh 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 yeah, that. I have no idea. I thought we had done with NFT. The Flash is going <laughs> to be the
1: first new release movie to debut on NFT blockchain. I did not watch the video nor read the full article, but that just sounds stupid as hell.
0: That sounds stupid, yeah. But anyway, Albert, let's continue on with the list uh, to number six. What do you have? My
1: number six movie is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. This is a coming-of-age movie. Calvin, I have to type it down. Or you can just look it up. It's probably easier to copy-paste if you look it up. Um, but yeah, Are You okay, There, go God? On. It's me, Margaret. Uh, the film directed by Kelly Fremont Craig. She also wrote this movie. Uh, this is the director and screenwriter for The Edge of 17, the 2016 coming-of-age movie starring Haley Steinfeld and Haley Lou Richardson. And this one is based on a book of the same name, uh, starring Abby Ryder Forsten you might know her best as Cassie Lang, the younger Cassie Lang from Ant-Man and Ant-Man, and the Wasp, before they recast her in before they recast her in Endgame and Quantumania. But uh, Abby Ryder Forston, she plays the main character. She plays Margaret, um, and basically she's this eleven-year-old eleven-year-old uh, girl who's moving from New York to the suburbs of New Jersey. Uh, so she wasn't a big fan of the move, and basically, moving sucks in general. But especially when you were younger, it's probably even worse feeling because like you lost all your friends, um, and you're still dealing with growing up. you you have to make new friends, um, all the uh, the difficulty and all that. You don't know what you like, you don't know what you don't like. Um, just just basically. It's a, it's a coming-of-age story, dealing up de- dealing with change, dealing with emotions, the crushes, the making new friends, the the relationship with your parents, whether it's a good relationship or a difficult relationship. Uh, it's even more interesting in this one because it's a journey of discovery because we can tell from the title, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. It's interesting because they explore religion a little because um, the mom is played by, oh God, I'm blanking on her name, uh, Rachel McAdams, who is fantastic in this. And Rachel McAdams plays this uh, plays a character who uh, have a Christian upbringing, and then the dad is played by Benny Safdie, who's one of the directors for Uncut Gems, and he's Jewish, and Jews and Christian people don't always they don't see eye to eye in terms of religion and beliefs, right? So he grew up in this family who sort of like split in their in their um, in sort of their belief. So in this movie, she's uh, she's exploring of like, oh. I am not one or the other. Why is that? I am, I'm, and she basically sort of like, a, in addition to the experience of the difficulty of being a teenager, of growing up, and going through puberty, she's also sort of like exploring, do I want to be a Jew? Do I want to be Christian? Do I not want to be both? What do I want to be? So it's an interesting exp- uh, exploration there that they did. Uh, and I really like it. Uh, again, very good coming-of-age story. Very well written, very well directed. Are you there God? it's me mark It's one of my favorite underrated film of the year. Alright. Yeah.
0: Uh I feel like I'm gonna watch this at one point. Uh it's it's it's, it's really good, right? How much you give this bird when you I like it a
1: lot. I gave it I gave it four and a half. I
0: liked it a lot. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The the premise now that you mention it, it it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have much to add on that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I it's it's good. I, I I like it. Especially if you like of age films like I do. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Alright, uh moving on to my number six. I get uh I I'm gonna go with an animated this time. Nimona, a Netflix movie that came out a few a while back. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Nimona. Yeah. I mean I think Nimona is fun. I think Nimona is a lot of fun. Again, uh I like the animation style that they went with. Um the the two characters, the two main characters, uh what's their name? Nimona and Ballester. I think their chemistry are great. Chloe Grace and Rhys Ahmed voicing those two. Their performance mm-hmm. are, you know, the performance are great as voice actors for those. Um what else is there and yeah just the world itself the world itself of nimona like i said in the pre, in the back then is it's a futuristic medieval setting you know it's pretty okay. cool the knights we're using like crossbows that shoot lasers the horses are like uh, you know flying motorcycles i think those are fun you know so yeah the world building the um, how they depict the, um, I guess, the monsters, and then the the whole twist in the story about who the, the relationship between the mother and Nimona herself. <laughs> I think all of that works really well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's why it's my number six. I really like it. Yeah.
1: I, I got to watch this. I wasn't expecting it to be great. I heard great stuff out of it. The, uh, when I saw the trailer, I was like, this could be interesting. Uh, but yeah now that a lot of people say it's good i am really looking forward to watching this
0: yeah i agree When when i watch a trailer you know it's like yeah like you said you know there's potential here <laughs> 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 there's potential here and yeah once it's out watched it really enjoyed it yeah 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 i mean looking at the other box the ratings are either four or five it seems like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, people people definitely like this. So if you guys haven't watched this, I definitely give would, would recommend it as well. You know, it's a story about acceptance. You know, it's it's a nice story. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's that for our from ten to six. Now let's get into the top five. Yeah. So Albert, let's start with you.
1: All right, my number five in this list is another sequel. Wow, I got a lot of sequels in this list. This is the fourth film. That's funny. I haven't. I ha- I have a film in the tenth installment. I have a film in the sixth installment. I have a film in the third installment. I don't have a fourth one yet. But this is and the fourth not one. Not in order, Albert. They're not like, in order. In the...
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this
1: is the fourth one. It's John Wick Chapter Four.
0: Ooh, right. I still haven't watched this. <laughs> oh, that's right. you haven't seen it. Like I was waiting to see if yeah. you have seen it.
1: <laughs> Um, the fourth film is the John Wick saga directed by Chad Stahelski, starring Keanu Reeves as the hitman. The Baba Yaga continuation, you got to watch the first three to understand this because he's basically being hunted and he's trying to find a way out. He basically, throughout, this whole movie is basically him trying to find a way out from the, the high table, from the world of this hitman. Uh, he's trying to find a way out. Uh, so his uh, it's a survival story, and then he tried to find some. He try to resort to some friends, maybe enemies. You don't know who to trust. Donnie Yen plays Cain, who is a blind assassin who is badass as hell, as always. Uh, friend, foe, who knows? I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, but it's a he's a very interesting character. Bill guard plays sort of the. One of the higher rank members of the high table who's creating the roles. So he's kind of a main antagonist. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is there, Ian McShane is there, uh, as always, returning as Winston and Sharon. Hiroyuki Sanada, who you might know in a lot of like samurai roles, he is in this film. Rina Sawayama, the music artist, she is great in her, act- her acting debut, playing the daughter of Hiroyuki Sanada. And she has great stunts as well. So she's awesome in that. Didn't know she had that skill in her. But yeah, it's a good action film. And the action is crazy good. Lots of great action film this year. Uh, And just a very intense story from start to finish. Immersed. And uh, I think it's a good conclusion to the John Wick saga. All
0: right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can't can't. add to it. Yeah, nothing to say. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like my my list for that would change a lot because I still haven't seen like John Wick Chapter Four, Mission Impossible, um, Scream, all those stuff. I haven't seen, you know, those those big franchises movie. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's it's really it's it's great. It's it's fantastic.
0: All right, yeah. So that's Albert's number five, John Wick Chapter Four. Now moving on to my number five. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit too high, but I don't know what else to put on my number five. <laughs> the DND. Yeah, it's DND. It's Dungeon and oh, Dragons okay. on the Among Thieves. Yeah. I know. I said in the, in my initial review that uh, I didn't. I guess my expectations of Dungeon and Dragon was too high. Yeah, because of all the good things everyone's been saying about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, though. Again, it's it's just a really fun adventure movie. Um, The characters are the characters are fun. Uh, Chris Pine's character, uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character, you know those two uh, chemistry surprisingly works. I guess I don't know why it's surprising, but yeah, those two works. Uh, The the comedy the comedy is great in this one. I really liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and. I don't know. That chonky dragon still sticks with me, man.
1: Chonky Dragon.
0: Yeah, you you I mean, where else do you see a chonky dra- a chonky realistic looking dragon? Nordering Dragon? I mean that's not realistic looking. <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not realistic looking. This one is realistic looking. Chonky yeah. Dragon. So Okay. Yeah, just the whole idea of it. It's it's a lot of fun. Um yeah, very much that I guess. Uh, how, where do you have this again? Number ten, right, Albert? I have it. At, I have it at number ten. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, but I,
1: I I liked it a lot. Again, I think it, it's a it's a very good balance of fantasy, adventure, comedy, family movie. It, it's a very it balanced all the tones really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the comedy is underratedly funny. Uh, Chris Pine is great. In this, um yeah, I think I think it's just it's a it's a perfect balance of everything, and you never know you, you wouldn't expect Dungeons and Dragons movie to work, and I think it does with this one with this band of misfits. Um, and I think it's just a lot of fun. I don't know if it excels in anything particularly well. Um, it's just an all around yeah. fun. I think if I were to take my favorite thing out of this film, it's probably the comedy. Um yeah, I agree. But it's it's just it's it's a fun time. Lots of great moments. The characters are great. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez character is fun. Rene uh, Rene Jean Page is great in this one. I love his character um, as the as Zank Yendar the Paladin. That right? yeah. Paladin, yes. Justice Smith is Justice Smith is good as always. I like him. Sophia Lillis as Doric is fantastic. Hugh Grant as the villain. one. So yeah, I, I I do like it. Again, it's a good balance of everything.
0: Yeah, I can agree. Uh, it's good all around, but doesn't really excel in in any one category, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that's my number five. All right. Now let's move on to Albert's number four. Now, what do you have?
1: All right. My number four, let's see if you can get it. Let's see how fast you can get it based on what I'm about to say. Okay. Sure. Then, then. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Mission Impossible, fantastic film, fantastic franchise. I love this franchise, man. I've seen all the films so many times on repeat. Fallout is still my favorite, but this one is up there. I don't know where it ranks right now. I Between Ghost Protocol and this one... Um, right now. I've seen Protocol more, but this one is really, really great. First things first, if you haven't seen this and you're watching this for the first time, because this is playing in theaters right now, if you get a chance to watch it in IMAX or Dolby, do it. Because it is awesome. Um, And apparently this is a thing in Dolby theaters, which I didn't know until the other day when I found this out. But apparently Dolby has this thing called Rumble Seats. Which is a feature where your seats shake at the same time with a particular sound. And not a lot of movies utilize that. And this movie does, because at first when I was watching it, I was like, wow, the noise is really loud, my chair is shaking. My chair is shaking. But apparently it's a feature, and not a lot of films does it. And I didn't know that because I never experienced it until now. I was like, that's really good usage of the sound with the chair shaking, and it's really immersive and it's great. Aside from that, action. It's Mission Impossible, man. It's great. What do you expect? That sequence where where we saw in the trailer and in the poster where Tom Cruise literally rides a motorcycle off a cliff and jumps off, it is as good as it's marketed. That sequence gave me chills seeing it just because you can, you know it's him. You literally know it's him. And they didn't right after the jump they literally cut to a camera where it's close up to his face and his skin is like falling off his face because it's like free falling it's incredible dude and it gives me chills and it's incredible and it makes sense in terms of the plot i thought because when my my one thing was like what kind of plot would justify tom cruise jumping off a cliff and it does it makes sense and i absolutely love it it's so much fun the action is great so many great action sequences outside of that one um It is probably one of the most emotionally tolling machine impossible movie since the third one um if you've seen the third one you know that there is is an emotional toll of a movie one of the most intense countdown sequence in a film and this one have uh has a very good emotional arc to it as well uh rebecca ferguson as ilsa faust she's ever since she's been added in the fifth film she's always been great and she's great in this one again Ving Rames and Simon Pegg is good as always in this one. Vanessa Kirby, I think she's better in this one than in the previous film. I don't I she sort of have the same amount of screen time, I think, but I think she has a better performance uh and a better usage of her character in this one. I really like her a lot. This film also have also has the most callbacks from the first movie from Mission Impossible 1. Uh and I I really like that callbacks. They don't do a lot of callbacks, but the callbacks that they did from the first movie really paid off and it's really good. Fun Easter eggs, fun like fan service. I don't think a lot of people in the theater understood the references that they did to the first one, uh, but I was like, oh, that's fun. That's also great. Um, Palm Climatif, who you might know as Mantis, she plays Paris in this one. And I've never seen her in any role like this before, and it was a pleasant surprise. I thought she's incredible in this one. But the standout in this film Mission Impossible movie is often a Tom Cruise led movie, but I think this is safe to say that this one is also a Haley Atwell movie, because she is fantastic. She's a new addition to this film. I'm not gonna disclose. I'm not gonna disclose too much of what her role is, just to be a surprise. Uh, but she plays this character named Grace, and she steals the scene from a lot of moments from Tom Cruise. Uh, her action sequence is great um and yeah her character is just so much fun to it's just so much fun to explore um just the introduction to her character and everything she's sort of new to this whole thing but yeah she's it's good she gave an emotional arc a very important arc that's sort of like a sort of a vision to the audience as well but yeah it's it's overall it's a really good movie my only gripe about this movie is that this is a part one and same issue that I have with a lot of part one, part twos, so which is why I didn't love the first Dune movie because it feels incomplete, which is why I had issues with Spider-Verse because I feel like it's complete, incomplete. I have the same issue with this one. Is this film more complete than Dune and Spider-Verse? Yes. But it's still an incomplete movie because there is still an open arc to be explored. Uh, so this is why I, I, for weekly watches, I rate this a four and a half uh, out of five. Because there's just that missing piece right there. But overall, it's it's a, such a blast and a fun time. And Lorne Balfe, who composed this, composed the shit out of the music. So yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> 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 uh, 4.5, right? You gave it Bert. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, all right, all right. Pretty, pretty neat for Mission Possible. I still find it funny that this like watching this trailer for Death Reckoning is the first time I knew that the Tom Cruise character is named Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like an Ethan. He doesn't look like an Ethan. Right, he doesn't look like an Ethan at all. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh. All right. Uh, anyway. Uh. Moving on to what is it? My number four, right? It's the movie that I just talked about just now. In C no. Asteroid City. Yeah. Uh Asteroid City, like it's my number four right now. I don't know if it's recency bias. It probably is, it's recency bias. <laughs> but yeah, overall I just really enjoy the movie. I'm just I'm not gonna rehash everything I say in the beginning just now. But yeah. Like, again, it's the Wes Anderson movie. Everything about it is as expected, the performance are great, the music is fun, the the visuals are great, you know, videograph the cinema cinematography and everything. And I and I just like the whole idea of like Yeah, again. Uh, man, two movies about processing grief, huh? In my top ten. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say too much about it, but yeah, asteroid city is my number four. That's that's that, yeah. All right. Uh, now let's move on to Albert, number three. This is the top three now.
1: Yeah, what my number three have? film of the year is. I don't think I can make. I don't think I can give you a musical cue to this. Um... Okay. All right. Maybe I can. I won't. <laughs> it's it's air. It's air. Uh, the directed by can Ben Affleck. Can just has blown like... into the
0: mic? <laughs> I
1: was thinking I was thinking, you know what I was about to do? I was about to gonna do. I believe I can fly. Because it's face gem.
0: Oh I haven't watched Face jam so I don't know. yeah uh, um,
1: <laughs> But yeah, air directed by Ben Affleck. This is the story of how Nike was able to get Michael Jordan to join them. Um Ben Affleck placed Phil Knight, the CEO of Nike. Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro, who is a scout, who's the one who has the idea to recruit Michael Jordan, to get Michael Jordan to pursue him. Um, Viola Davis played Dolores Jordan, who is Michael Jordan's mom. Very important role. Uh, Jason Bateman is in this one as well. Um, Chris Messina is in this one, who's great as well. Chris Tucker is great. So yeah, this whole, this is a drama. It's a sports drama about an underdog story about Nike and you might say what the hell underdog story and Nike that doesn't sound right you gotta remember in the 80s Nike was not huge everyone signed with Converse Nike was a nobody nobody want to sign with Nike Adidas was big Converse was big Converse had Larry Bird Magic Johnson they had the stars and Nike had no one no one want to sign with Nike So they had. So Michael Jordan doesn't want to give two shit. He's one of the highest recruits out of college. He doesn't even want to consider Nike. But the movie is about how they pitched it, how they are able to get him, how they're how they're able to. It's it's a double. It's two sides because the uh, we see the movie through the perspective of Matt Damon's character, the Scout, and he's basically trying to convince Nike and their shareholders to put all their money and investment into one guy and they're like we don't know what this guy is gonna be we want to share our wealth we've never done this we've always tried to get as many as possible we're not gonna spend all our money on one person but it's this idea of like we gotta i believe in this guy and we gotta go for it and at the same time they gotta convince michael jordan to be like hey we're fighting for you we you gotta believe in us uh, and, and and try to convince him away from Converse and Adidas. And it's a fun business movie. And I don't think I've ever said the word fun business movie in a statement before. Uh, but it's a fun business movie with great performances and it's about sports. So sign me up. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I put this at number three. Although it's my only five-star movie of the year. So it doesn't check out. Because I think I will like the other two movies in my list more over rewatches. But this is my only five-star movie of the year. So yeah, Uh, it's AIR right there.
0: I really need to watch AIR. I can't believe the goof beat me to watching this. I
1: know. I'm so confused. Uh... You got to check check this out, man. I think you will. I think you will like it a lot.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. Like, like you said, you know, about the Converse thing, it's kind of wild that, like, looking back when I watch some Magic Johnson highlights, sometimes, you know, you see them just wearing Converse and everything. It just feels so off, especially with how the shoes are, the modern shoes, NBA shoes are right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. People people really, really forget about it. Um but yeah, it's a it's a it's a time, dude. And now Nike is like the big Nike is the biggest, arguably I I think Nike is the biggest basketball sneaker like brand. And it's literally because sure. of Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Nike is the biggest right now. They they even get a hold of the jerseys now, right? So yeah. <laughs> It was Adidas yeah. for the longest time. Alright, uh, so that's Albert's number 3. Uh, my now moving on to my number 3. Pro- I will say it's controversial again. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure people wouldn't put this at number 3, but I really really liked it. Evil Dead Rise is my number 3. Yeah. Um... Again, I just nice. Got no, 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 into no, no the, I, I,
1: I gotta, I gotta watch this.
0: I just got into the Evil Dead franchise. You know, I really enjoyed it. So jumping into Evil Dead Rise, they went uh-huh. back to the horror roots, and they've done it so well. They have a lot. They have quite a few callbacks. Again, like like or at least reference right to the to the previous one with the whole. They bring back the um, iconic chainsaw. All of that. And then the goriness at the end, I think everything works really well. Um they add in a bit of drama in there as well. Um which is like it's a nice add-on to the to the whole dynamic of the main characters, which is great. Yeah. But mostly though, the the horror aspect, the scares of it, it works really well. The 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 performances, especially like the the one that's possessed. Mm -hmm. my god she is scary (laughs) like even from the poster you can see like the way she smiles and everything that's just creepiness at max well yeah i i think i really liked it i really like evil dead rice so i'm i'm gonna go with that for my number three yeah
1: yeah i gotta i gotta watch this um and yeah i mean I've, i've seen all the three evil Dead. i haven't seen the remake um but i've seen the original Sam Raimi once uh, and i gotta i gotta watch this
0: one you this... should you should it's it's a really good horror movie might yeah. be on
1: streaming already i don't know yeah
0: I, it's a uh, it's out on streaming for sure yeah
1: okay okay
0: it's on streaming for sure so go go watch this all right now moving on to the top two i feel like we know what the top two is it's just which one do you put at number one and number two? <laughs> oh really? yeah, that is true. That is, I yeah, feel like we, we might
1: have. I feel like we might have the same top two.
0: We have the same one. I am very sure of it. So, Albert, well, uh, let us reveal your number two. We know your number two. We know your number one.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, let me give you. Let me give you a sound hint for number two.
0: Okay. Metro. Oh, okay. oh Gar- you don't get it. <laughs> you get it? Guardians. No, Spider Verse. Metro. Because the
1: soundtrack is soundtrack is made by Metro Booming. and he, in every oh, okay. song no, in the no, soundtrack, fine. he yells out his name, Metro.
0: <laughs> okay, I don't know about that. that, okay, that that's I've been listening. I've been
1: listening. I've been listening to the soundtrack. because The soundtrack is so good. Uh, but yeah, my number two is Across the Spider Verse part. Uh, not part one, I guess. It's Across the Spider Verse. Is that your number two?
0: No, that that's one? that's my number one. Right okay, now. so okay. Yeah, yeah. But but we can just talk about. I mean, we know what the other one is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, um, yeah. Across the Spider, across the Spider Verse, man, it's fantastic. It's the best animated movie of the year. Uh, one of the best comic book movies of the year. It's incredible story. They balanced it so well, uh, between Miles' arc, which is they improve on Miles' arc a lot. Incredibly. But this film is equally this equally her film, her film Spider Gwen, because um, mm-hmm. it's pretty much you start the movie from her perspective, and you end the movie with her. Technically, I believe the last shot was of her in the movie. So you could argue that this film is actually her movie instead of Miles, even though it's really Miles' movie. But they shared it so well. It's also it's also uh, very much uh, a movie. For Miguel O'Hara, um, but yeah, all the characters, all the side characters. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man twenty twenty 2099,
0: is that twenty ninety nine is that right? Twenty
1: ninety nine, yeah. Yeah, um, Peter B. Parker is back, and his character development is better. Uh, it's so good. I don't know how they made this character better, but they did. Um, Spider-Man India was fantastic. Hobie was fantastic. I like his My character favorite, a lot. Hobie. He's so good. So all the character introductions, new and old, are fantastic. It's incredible. They balance it so well. Animation, beautiful. Voice acting, incredible. And it's just a really good story. And they managed to balance out something so incredible. My Again, my only issue with this film is similar to Mission Impossible. It's a part one of a part two. Even though the title is not part one, part two. I still remember when they titled it Across the Spider-Verse Part One and Across the Spider-Verse Part Two. And it ends in a cliffhanger. So there is a little unsatisfying ending to that. And I'm more excited than ever to see part two, especially with what they tease at the very end. I think the teaser for, for Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to be fantastic. Um, and I'm excited. But yeah, just the the, the unsatisfying conclusion to me uh, is what takes away from it. But I do really like it a lot. Let's uh, yeah, say, why is this your number one?
0: i mean honestly number one and number two is very much interchangeable for me <laughs> okay. yeah uh i only put this at number one because yeah i think the the what, what puts it over the top i guess i would say it's the i just love love the animation the the yeah. how they uh, how different each universe are you know they have different styles for everything uh-huh. um yeah, pretty much. That that's one of the reasons why I put it over the top there, and also, yeah, the I like. I can agree with you that the ending is a bit unsatisfying, but you know what? I'll, I'll look past that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because everything else about it is just so damn good. The whole conflict with uh, yeah, twenty ninety nine Spider Man with Miguel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole conflict. There's a three-way conflict, right? Basically, at the end with Miguel, and then the whole team with Spider Gwen, and then uh, Prowler, and and uh, Miles Morales. There's like three-way conflict going on. So it's mm-hmm. whatever this, it whatever they are setting up for Beyond the Spider Verse. I am overly hyped for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the whole sequence in in Spider Verse as well across the Spider Verse, right when. The, the whole Spider-Man is just chasing, chasing it's Miles Morales. That's incredible, just to watch. Yeah, and like you said, all the characters are great. I want more Hobie.
1: <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be back. He'll will see more of him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very much that I guess. Um,
1: uh, sad that I mean we know for a fact that the sequel will not be coming out next year, even though they really, they announced it to be next year, but the the voice cast hasn't even started recording it record most of the guys haven't recorded I, I know for a fact hayley sambell confirmed she haven't recorded lines so i doubt we're getting the movies next year it's probably going to be in two years time and now with the actors and writer's strike nothing is in production so it's going to take longer uh, but i'm fine with it as long as we get a good movie i don't want them to rush it so
0: you know i just want a good movie this it has to be a good movie what's like uh, what is it into the spider-verse across the spider-verse five out of five movies so the last I'm one better sure. be five out of five. I'm
1: pretty sure <laughs> this will become five out of five as well. As, as right now it's four and a half. Because of I went for you,
0: it's basically five out of five. It's just because of that part of that part one, part two I have, feeling. I have to. It, yeah. yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that that's Albert's number two. Now going to my number two for me is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, basically the best. Uh, M- MCU movies. I feel like even among the MCU movies, this is I think in my top five. <laughs> yeah, Guardians of the That's Galaxy. Fair. What James Gunn did with this, uh, uh this is basically is, yeah, he his farewell to the uh, for the MCU. And my God, Guardians of the Galaxy is man the the whole. It's a rock. It's movie is about rocket mostly and god mm-hmm. it we got we definitely got emotional for rocket and then yeah just the whole adventure the of, of this misfit gang is just uh you know it's fun the actions are great the comedies are great the um, relationship the comedy they use on that one perfect a perfect plan for everything it's like what you said you know about um i feel like what dungeon dragons it hits all the right notes on everything but this time it's just a lot better than dungeon and dragons i think yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i think it hits all the right notes for guardians of the galaxy volume 3 and like samuel stein said it has a great soundtrack as well the all the guardians, galaxy soundtrack is really good guardians of the galaxy franchise hasn't missed a beat beat on the I... soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that, that's all i have to say on volume three
1: uh, if I were to, just now, if I were to make you guess what well, guess my number one, I was, I would have gotten a go with, run fast from your daughter. That's a good song. So good. <laughs> uh, Florence and the Machine. Um, I love that song. But yeah, the soundtrack is incredible. We'll start with that. So many great usage of it. Um, How the soundtrack. And yeah, like you said, emotional beats, a great conclusion. We know this is the last time we'll see this group of Guardians because it's the last time James Gunn will have a helmet. And I think it's a great send-off to everyone. Um, great send off to Gamora. I don't know if she'll be back. Great send off to um, the current iteration of Guardians and Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Great send off to Mantis and Drax and Nebula. I love it. This is the best Nebula's ever been. The best Star Lord has ever been. The best Rocket's ever been.
0: The um, best everyone not, has ever been, basically. Not, like.
1: I don't know if I don't know about Groot, but Groot is still pretty good in this one.
0: Um, I mean, to be fair, Groot. All he says is, "I am Groot."
1: Hey hey hey, he said we are Groot in the other movie, so that's why it's better. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's everyone is good. I, I it's not the best Gamora's ever been because her character's arc is interesting in this one, but they work with their character arc really well, which is what I like. And it just is visually stunning, it's emotional, yeah. it's great. The action sequence is so good. That hallway action sequence one of my favorite MCU sequences. I just want to watch that on repeat um especially with the no sleep till brooklyn soundtrack oh so good um but yeah i i love this film it's my favorite of the year uh i want to rewatch it once i get once it's out on digital cuz it's so much fun uh i want to rewatch it when i wasn't here i just didn't have the time to but yeah it's it's incredible it's an emotional journey it's great action and i don't really have any issues with it like adam warlock they put him off to the side. I think it works for the movie. I didn't have any issues with it at all. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's 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 great. I love it.
0: Yeah, very much. Same for me. Um, yeah, Warlock is probably the only thing, but that's like you know, this is a side note in all of this story. It doesn't matter. So yeah, that, that's gonna see my number two. But again, mm-hmm. like I said, I feel like uh, what's the name? Number one and two for me is very much interchangeable with across the spider verse and guardians of the galaxy is is very much interchangeable yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i guess we can all predict that your number 1 is guardians of the galaxy volume 3 right <laughs> uh, i thought
1: i thought i thought there was i thought there was it was clear when right. I was saying, yeah 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 it was very yeah, much that's, clear that's my number 1 of the year
0: yeah and my number 1 of the year is across the spider verse so so far, at least, in 2023. But I have a feeling that wouldn't change. <laughs> oh, really? I have a feeling. Even, even, have with
1: a... Barben, even with Barbenheimer right across the corner?
0: I have a feeling across the Spider Verse, it's not going to be taken off the number one. Robert Downey Jr. recently
1: released in an interview saying that uh, Oppenheimer is the best move he's ever been in. Is
0: hmm. that exciting? Well, you? to be fair, none of the Iron Man is really that. Good. <laughs> Ooh, shots
1: fired. What about Endgame? <laughs> uh, fair, fair, fair,
0: fair, fair. Yeah, to be fair. So yeah, that, that, that's our top 10 so far for movies in 2023. Albert, why don't we run down the list again before we quickly talk about the worst movie? <laughs> so yeah, Albert, starting from your number 10.
1: Yeah, so my number 10 is Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves um my number nine is suzume my number eight is scream six my number seven is creed three my number six is are you there god it's me margaret number five is john wick chapter four my number four is mission impossible dead reckoning part one my number three is air my number two is spider-man across the spider-verse and my number one is Guardians of the galaxy
0: volume three all right you got any honorable mentions
1: um Operation Fortune Roos de Guru. I don't know how to pronounce that last part. It's really? a is the guy Richie movie? That's good. <laughs> uh I liked it. It wasn't great, but I it's kind of fun and I like Aubrey Plus is great in it. So yeah. Um it's well, that was my number 13. My number 12, and I again I've I haven't at least 23 movies, so like the bottom half are not, not great. Um, but I like parts of Shazam Fear of the God. I didn't love it fully. I didn't love mm. every single thing, but I like parts of it. So yeah. All right. Yeah. But honestly, honestly, like everything outside of my top ten are not great. Like <laughs> I am. I don't have any inkling of wanting to rewatch anything outside of my top ten.
0: So uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, now as for me, Kelvin, the top ten would be. when starting from number ten, Fast X. Number nine, A Good Person. Number eight, Tetris. Number seven, The Flash. Number six, Nimona. Number five, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Number four, Asteroid City. Number three, Evil Dead Rise. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And number one, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So, and for honorable mentions, I guess. I guess I'll just say my 11, 12, and 13. (laughs) The 11th is Cocaine Bear.
1: Oh, nice. Cocaine Bear yeah. is, is my number
0: 18. Cocaine Bear is my 11th. Number 12 is Super Mario That's uh, my movie. 15. Yeah, and then number 13 is Shazam, Fear of the guts. Not really the best, but yeah. Yeah, pretty much that, I guess. I still have a lot of homework with, um, you know, Mission Impossible, <laughs> John Wick, Air. Yeah, pretty much a lot of... Uh, oh, like, he, scream and Such I haven't watched it. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if I, I, because I have a watch list of films that I wanna watch. Um, so there's like, there's a bunch of films that's been released that I haven't seen it from this year. Like, again, Nimona, I wanna watch. I saw a lot of people mentioning No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence rom com. I wanna watch that. Joyride, another R-rated comedy. I wanna watch that. I heard Past Lives Past is really lives. good, and I heard it yeah. destroyed a lot of people emotionally. So I like getting destroyed emotionally if you know my taste with <laughs> coda and everything. So that's all I, the skink right that's a, kink right there. That's <laughs> I like kink right <laughs> there. I get excited. So yeah, I want past lives. I'm looking forward to that. I heard some people like missing. I heard some people don't like Missing. Eh, so really I can't carry this. I got to watch, watch a good person. Uh, you said Good Stuff Magic Mike's Last Dance, didn't you? Didn't you say no, stuff about no, it? No, I no? did you not. Say uh, okay, I you say Bad Stuff about, about, about it. Okay, you say Good Stuff about the other Magic Mike. Okay, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Um, what else I haven't seen? Elemental. I haven't seen Elemental. I got to watch that. Mm. Um, oh, right. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. Indiana Jones I haven't seen. Little Mermaid I haven't seen, though I don't know if I'm going to like Little Mermaid, but I just yeah, I haven't seen those. Uh, and the flash. So yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Yeah. Crazy
1: how none of how all of both of us like forgot Elemental came out and like
0: no one talked about it. And that's on my <laughs> list. That's Pixar too. Crazy. That's Pixar. Yeah. On. Yeah. All right. Uh, going to the comments for a bit. I'm surprised by this one. Fred the movies, Putting Boys Afraid as my as his number five fifth. I haven't seen that <laughs> too. Yeah. Because on my list, out of the thirty-nine movies I watched, *Frosty the afraid is my thirty-second. <laughs> oh my! It's that far down? <laughs> yeah. Wow. All
1: right.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um...
1: By the way, uh, Mister Brubal put his top ten. For a second, I thought he spam his keyboard by accident, and then I realized that's A Y T G question mark I M comma M. It's, are you there, God? It's me,
0: Margaret. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> <That> is... <laughs> I got confused when I was reading <laughs> <It's the Google's laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah, that, that, That's that's great. And yeah, I guess there is a lot of, like, across the Spider-Verse, it's just like, also crazy acronym, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 is also crazy acronym. Yeah. It always throws me off because the colon is after the mission. It's not the Mission Impossible. It's Mission Colon Impossible, mm. and then they do dash. Um,
0: yeah. But
1: yeah, fun, fun, fun.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go quickly, I guess, to the worst movie of twenty twenty three that you've seen mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just, just quickly, Albert. What's what's at the bottom of your list right now? The, the Fool's Paradise.
1: Fool's Paradise is the bottom. Completely half star. I don't give a lot of film half star. I, I didn't even know what the ending of this movie was. I walked out. That's how bad it is. I should have yeah. walked out 30 minutes earlier. But that's because I thought the film was going to end soon. And turns out when I left, there is still 30 minutes to the movie. So I don't know how long this was. This movie was 99 minutes. This is a short film. It felt like three hours. It's horrible. I want to... I, I want to choke myself with popcorn watching this movie. I got bored eating popcorn while watching this movie.
0: Impossible to be bored eating it's popcorn.
1: It's awful fuck you charlie day fuck you can't jump for this i love them but this this movie is horrible um uh and it's it's bad because the next worst one is beautiful disaster and this is the virginia gardner dylan sprouse film that i told you about coming out based on a wattpad series mm-hmm. and this film is bad but false paradise is like an like crazy layers worse than this so that's like you can tell how bad the quality difference is even though the beautiful rise is awful but yeah that's like my second and then third one is murder mystery uh and that one is still kind of tolerable that's at the yeah murder mystery two that's still tolerable tolerable that's the third worst and then Megan rounds up the four and Transformers Rise of Beast rounds out the bottom five Megan is that low for you Megan I gave Megan three stars like the jump from the Full Paradise is half star. Beautiful Answer is one star. Murder Mystery Megan and from from yeah Transformers: Zelda, The Beast is like two two and a half three stars.
0: Oh, Okay, okay. I thought I yeah. thought you put Megan much lower than that. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, for me, my worst, my bottom one is definitely this crappy movie, You People, the one that I mentioned. I think a few weeks last week. Yeah, but with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy in it, I gave it like a half star as well. It's just plain bad. They say it's romance and comedy. Uh, both non-existent. Yikes, yikes, so... yikes. yikes, yikes. <laughs> you tell me, what the hell is that? I have no idea. Good thing I wasn't watching it fully. I was just having it on the side, you know. Woo! <laughs> yeah. And then after that, uh, Paint. That Owen Wilson movie where he is kind of Bob Ross. That movie's bad,, know, <laughs> yeah, that movie's is bad uh you can't I can't hear anything about it, uh, like all the dialogues. I can't hear anything about it, um <laughs> we <Winnie> need the poo, <laughs> oh, I forgot good.
1: that came out,
0: yeah, <laughs> I mean honestly, it's we need the poo, blood and honey, it's one of those bad uh bad but fun movies so maybe <laughs> okay, i should okay. put it a little bit higher uh but yeah we need a, i mean we need like slap someone as this like iconic moves so i don't know man <laughs> i don't know if that i don't know if that's like good or bad but i like that slap so let's just go with that and then I'm what my, my number four i really don't remember anything about this movie consecration do you know that no right no no no, no. exactly let's <laughs> just skip that whole <laughs> completely I've heard of it, heard of it. oh my god yeah and then there is and then insidious the red door it's that bad hmm yeah that, that's my i give that one, 1. 1.5 for it yeah the red door is that okay. bad so that, that that's my list for the worst movie of 2023 yeah okay all right uh we're already reaching two hours do we want to do the talk about the shows and stuff i don't think uh, i know. mean i don't
1: i haven't seen any shows but i just want to shout out Me some either. stuff that i i am planning to watch actually technically last right. of us is probably the best show i watched this year That show is all right cool. rest of us came out right <laughs> yeah, i forgot yeah. that was this year the, Emmy, the emmys just came out nominations and i i realized i missed so many because i haven't seen so many of the shows like i only seen last of us i heard great stuff about succession i don't know if i will like it uh but Isn't people K- saying drama? succession is it's what
0: is it not a korean, K- korean drama no, HBO or is that? A... Oh, okay. Never mind. I was thinking HBO of something series. else. I think. <laughs> okay, it's a new series,
1: a Succession. Uh, four seasons in. This is the final season. I heard great stuff. I heard the mini series Love and Death, starring Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons, was good. Um, I might watch it. Um, and then Beef, I heard was good. It stars. uh yeah. What's that guy? Uh. What's his name? Steven Yeun. Uh, Steven Yeun and Ali Wong on Netflix. I heard that's good. I want to watch that. Uh, and The Bear. The Bear is... This is the one that I'm most excited about for some reason. Uh, because it's about... Apparently, this is... Imagine Uncut Gems, but in a kitchen. And it's like the what? stressful life. That's what I was oh. pitched. I don't know how I accurate this, it But it's basically about a chef in Chicago. And I heard it's like really, really good and stressful. And a lot of people might not enjoy it because it's stressful. But they say it's good. So maybe I will like it. Maybe I'll hate it because it's stressful. I don't know.
0: So, I hope yeah. it wants to be stressful.
1: <laughs> and the the show that I heard was awful. That I, I don't know Did if I want to watch it. I yes. Yeah. You heard how bad it
0: is too. Uh yeah I I watched like videos. I saw about clips.
1: It. it looks awful. Oh yeah. but I am like I mean, intrigued. I'm intrigued to watch it, but I don't want to waste my time. So like I'm uh because I heard the weekend I heard the weekend or Abel or whatever you want to. it. I now. saw I a clip
0: I- of the weekend trying to threaten someone because he looked at his girl. That is the most goofy acting I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he's it's like to it's, be it's intimidating, I, but he's not.
1: I heard it's like it's goofy acting and also like the the lions is like really disgusting because it's apparently it's from the creator of Euphoria, which if you know anything about Euphoria, it's like about the teen. It's a teen drama, but it's very explicit and like heavily sex involved. And so this one is about like I don't even know what it's about, but it's something real about like obsession about like Hollywood celebrity life and it's very sex driven as well. And apparently yeah, there is like so. a, apparently there is a line and this this is gonna brand our podcast and immediately it's explicit.
0: Okay, don't send. <laughs> <laughs> should i not say it but there just is don't like say it then.
1: <laughs> there are like so many dialogues involving fluids that came out from your body and like genitalia Sweat. that's like it's uh it's i heard it's really bad yeah yeah, so, yeah. don't don't yeah. watch the yeah. idol Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i guess not i guess i won't i just want i'll just watch a compilation of the clips
0: yeah all right uh pretty much that i guess for uh, this week's episode right yeah uh right, yeah you know
1: we... before before we wrap i do want to i do want one thing next week barbenheimer it's coming out is the is the is the big week how what is your plan to watch it Calvin?
0: right yeah what that's one of the questions from star machine i think my my plan for this is i'm gonna watch Oppenheimer and then barbie i like to end it on a good note you know because i feel like Oppenheimer you know very realistic very gritty and sad. uh, yeah, sad right. I feel like the ending wouldn't be like, well, fun, so uh-huh. I want to be depressed, kinda, and then just pink all over with Barbie <laughs> That's a <laughs> yeah, fun that's, that's a fun plan. plan.
1: Have you got tickets or not yet
0: no i don't I don't get tickets.
1: Are you gonna try to watch it in the same day?
0: I really want to watch it in the same day, but I don't know if I would be able to I would try. My heart just to watch it See, the same You day. got
1: you're lucky because you're you're shooting this on you're gonna be doing it Saturday night for you. So you have a whole Saturday to do it. I won't be able to watch it in the same day because That's I'm true. I'm still working and we our show is Saturday morning. So my and I do want my plan is exactly like yours. I wanna get disgusting with Oppenheimer. I wanna f- get sweaty and like yeah. grimy and sad and depressed. Ooh. Um and uh and has mixed feelings of seeing Florence Pugh getting fucked by Celine Murphy, because apparently there is explicit sex scenes involving those two, according to Nolan. Um I
0: feel like that's gonna get cut sadly for me. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna miss the whole part. Okay, first of all, if
1: Christopher Nolan does not make a scene where Oppenheimer comes and then an explosion of nuclear—it's a nuclear explosion. That's a waste. It's just like Oppenheimer's like oh, and then boom! Explode.
0: Well, now we are definitely getting the explicit uh, tag on this. <laughs> <What> a- <laughs> we just avoided it with the idol. I and know, we just bring I it know. out on Oppenheimer. Know, Damn it! I'll- anyway,
1: anyway, uh, that's my plan. And then I and then Barbie. But I couldn't because the schedule doesn't work with the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching Barbie on Thursday, and I'm watching Oppenheimer on Friday. So I'll I'll get the opposite experience from you if you decide to watch it that way. So let's see let's I mean, see how that let's see how that's going to be. Um I think I'd explain the same order as you based on the chat. Um wait actually no that doesn't sound right.
0: No, that, he's talking about his... he, he's
1: being he's being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, so yeah, we're going to have opposite that... we're going to have opposite perspective. So let's see how that goes.
0: Yeah. I mean you did say that you like being emotionally attacked. So <laughs> maybe you maybe you'll get that, you know, by watching yeah, Oppenheimer okay. less. But yeah, anyway, let's say I gotta
1: say one thing. Sorry, sorry. Uh last last thing. Um I saw an interview recently talk, about Nolan talking about about Oppenheimer, right? Yeah and Devin Bostick, who is a Roderick from Roderick Rolls. Apparently uh-huh. Nolan casted him because he thought he was good in Roderick Rolls. And that just blows Whoa. my mind that he watched Roderick Rose, the with the Kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that is like exciting to me that Nolan watched it and is like, I gotta I gotta work with this guy. I gotta, I gotta
0: get him. <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta know. get Roderick in my movie. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, let, let's plug it out, I guess. Uh, I'll plug out everyone. Yeah, why not? So yeah, guys, you can find the missing man Arik, who's in Bali, on Instagram at Arik Andrea and on Letterbox at Ricky Do. You can find Dagu. What happened to him? Actually, I don't remember. He said he said he. I think he just plants. Didn't did say he I was. That was last week. He got sick. He's not maybe sick. He got, this maybe week. he got sick again. Ah, uh, okay. Excuses, Dagu. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, he's, uh... he's going on.
1: He's going on a trip this weekend.
0: Right, yeah, uh, Tagu's vacation going it's on summer. vacation now. It's summer, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, you can find Tagu on Instagram at TaguM23 and on Twitter at TangyDoo. And you guys can find me, Kelvin on Instagram at kyh 27 and Disco Monkey on Letterboxd and YouTube, plus the Albert.
1: You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Letterboxd, and I guess thread, even though I don't really use it, JA Dharma. Find me there if you want to see instant reaction from me, from Oppenheimer and Barbie. Uh, I'll, I'll do it right in my TikTok, so make sure you follow me there. Um, but yeah, check me out on all those social media platforms. And you can find the Councilman, once again, on every social media, at Councilman Show. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Letterbox, Threads, Councilman Show. And you can find the podcast on the audio feed, The Councilman, after the live stream. We'll do it right away, so make sure you listen to us there. Subscribe over there, leave us a review. Uh, we can also check out our merch. it's on t public councilman show. Go find us there. Get the merch. Uh, I have ideas for new merch, so look forward to it if you want to get them. I just don't know when I will be able to make it, but I have ideas, so I'm teasing that right now. So yeah.
0: All right. Uh so yeah, there you go. Uh that's it for this week's episode for the best and worst movies of 2023 so far so yeah with that the councilman has spoken and we'll see you on the next episode right go to bonus content